Welcome to Liquid Courage, the podcast where I, Amanda Pereira, sit down with a fellow female artist that I admire and ask them the questions I've never had the guts to ask them before. Sounds scary? Well, it is. So I use a little liquid courage in the form of their favorite drink. We cheers, chat, and connect as I attempt to soak up all the wisdom these women have to offer. Today I sit down with Nicola and Rosie Dempsey of the musical comedy duo Flo and Joan. And since I have two guests on the episode today, we all enjoyed two drinks. Some very British English breakfast tea and some also very British gin and tonics. Originally from England, Flo and Joan are a musical comedy act made up of sisters Nicola and Rosie Dempsey. They've been featured on BBC's Live at the Apollo, in the 2019's Royal Variety performance, and have performed four years in a row at Edinburgh Fringe Festival. You can listen to all three of their albums on Spotify and Apple Music, and if you have Amazon Prime Video, check out their comedy special, Alive On Stage. Seriously, it's hilarious, and both of them are so fun to watch. I met both of them while they were living in Toronto years ago. Rosie was one of the funniest and most enjoyable improvisers to watch, and Nicola was one of the most brilliant and enjoyable musical directors to work with. Chatting with them, I couldn't stop laughing, and it ended up being quite a long conversation, so for the audio-only version, I did cut it down quite a bit. So if you're looking for more of an unedited version, head over to the Liquid Courage podcast YouTube channel and watch it there. So Nicola and Rosie are both musical comedians and women I admire immensely. You know, when I was thinking of this, I was like, because I, I was going to be like, I am actually friends with you guys. And then I was like, well, don't say that because then they could say we're not. And then I look like an <laughs> asshole. But I was like, I kind of can't believe that I'm friends with you guys because you because I'm such in like awe of your talent and I love your brains that I'm like, no, we're not actually friends. Are we friends? We're not actually friends. And I'm going to keep going because you're not good. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not giving you an opportunity (laughs) to answer. Um, (laughs) I just thought that going into today, I was like, no, I'm actually friends with them, but I'm still like so intimidated by them because I respect them so much that like I got I, again, nervous peed like seven times before this podcast. And I was like, I feel like Amanda. You've seen us at enough bad points that you should definitely not respect us. I feel like you've probably seen me naked peeing seven seven times. (laughs) And you've seen me have like full panic attacks. So I don't think either of us deserve any respect from you or anyone (laughs) in general. Well, listen, if you're willing to be that vulnerable in front of somebody, I think that's really admirable. So I respect you more. That's what you're like. That's nice. No, I need therapy. It's fine. I'm in it. I'm in therapy. It's fine. (laughs) Um, so two, <laughs> the first time I have two guests on the pod, so we're drinking two drinks. Okay, so yes, I'm wearing uh, overalls and red lips. In, You're wearing Flo and inspired. Joan I'm wearing Flo and Joan costume, basically. And yes. then also, when you guys moved from Toronto back to the UK, at one point you invited, like, I don't even know why, but a bunch of us came over on like the last day and you had a bunch <laughs> of stuff that you were giving away aka <laughs> as garbage you weren't giving it away i i, I can't believe it. the audacity of it i saw it as a yard sale <laughs> it was um, I, what do they call it china um what's it when you throw elephant china oh, elephant elephant oh what's it called bric-a-brac bric-a-brac what's it called you have no something elephant something elephant store <laughs> you must have it you must what? an elephant <laughs> store <laughs> It's this thing. It's, it must be UK. Why is this thing where everyone? So like a village fair. <laughs> um, 
in like an English town. If you don't like your crockery, you bring it to the field and you let people throw balls at it to smash it I think it's it white elephant. White elephant still? I think like so. Like S-T-A-L-L. Like you're literally like... Are you now spelling like- everything for me? <laughs> S for sugar. <laughs> you do, you just throw balls and yeah. it smashes all the plates. You don't win anything. You just get the joy of smashing up. Yeah. I mean, that's great. I thought it was going to be like, you could exchange it like a clothing swap, but this is just like ruin it. That would make more sense. But England has been very repressed as a country and needs to smash up. (laughs) Um, China. (laughs) That's fair. I mean, hey, they have it here where you go and you can smash things. It's just not your things. It's like the company. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Is that just someone in an office having a breakdown? Yeah. (laughs) That's just... Some, that's, that's like Karen quitting on a Tuesday. That's yeah. all that is. <laughs> that's yeah. Karen had enough. <laughs> I think it's called like rage rooms. I don't oh, know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's really cool. Mm. We call them white elephant at the village fete. White you elephant your, It's always raining. You put on your wellies <laughs> and then you spend money on shit that you don't need and smash up whatever's left at the oh. end of the night. That sounds Humans amazing. Are disgusting. <laughs> yeah, we are. Speaking of disgusting, you put a bunch of stuff out for garbage, and I was like, oh, these are sentimental memories. <laughs> so, one of the things I took from your garbage, and you knew that I took it, like, I'm feeling like I need to say that, yes. are these mason jars that yes. I made a gin and tonic in today for us to drink. That's amazing. Very They're good. so fucking hard to wash. First of all, I get annoyed of you guys sometimes when I'm trying to stick my hand in there. <laughs> I can't get to the bottom. I made a mistake of making a smoothie in one, and I was like, Big mistake. You got to put that in the elephant wine <laughs> stall and yeah. smash it up. That, yeah, that's so done. After this podcast, I will be shipping this to White Elephant Field in the village. Whatever, <laughs> whatever, that's the whatever exact you address. said. Yeah. And then I also took a mug from you guys, but I was like, that's stalkerish to have both of my like glasses be from you. So no, no, it is, but uh, it's fine. <laughs> we don't have to make me feel better. But I picked a witch cup because I was yes. like. Ooh. Right from Salem to drink my English breakfast. Yeah. What is the mug that you took from us? Oh, okay. Okay. Let's also fix the verb. I didn't take it. You (laughs) threw it out. I I saved it. We remember the day before we were supposed to leave Toronto, we remembered that our apartment was absolutely full of everything and we couldn't take any of it home. So we like. We were in denial. We were fully in denial. So we kept like a fully stocked house. Right up until the last second. Yeah. And then like at the last minute we were like, people were like, Can we come and visit you to like say goodbye? We were like, Yeah, that's really nice. Also, do you want do you want like a dinner set? Do you want like this bag of margarine? (laughs) You did, you did. You had like pat like piles of paper, like just blank paper. You had empty binders, like Christian Smith came over. He came over and we gave him frozen sausage from our fridge. Frozen sausage meat. Not even sausages. It was just bags of sausage meat from our fridge. That's how much we respected all of our friends. But I do remember, <clears throat> which doesn't really happen a lot here in in um, here. The UK. The UK. <laughs> is, <laughs> um, is we put all of our stuff out onto the street. Like everything, like tables, chairs, hair dryers, in shoes in Toronto. And pe- within five minutes, ants, human ants were <laughs> taking things. People do just come and sniff it out and they're, they're there and like, all of a sudden half the stuff is gone. Mm. We hadn't even got, our, got on our flight and half the stuff is gone. Yeah. 
impressive I'd say yeah <laughs> recycling yeah and in the UK you're not allowed to like leave anything no. out everywhere so you have to like take it somewhere to dispose of it like a like, like a white elephant shuffle. you have to take it to the white elephant and he collects it in his <laughs> trunk and then throws it at a wall <laughs> yeah, yeah. as he walks through the streets of London and everyone knows it's white elephant day so everyone stays indoors because they know that they're going to get like a plate put at them. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna get picked up like if they're feeling like garbage that day they'll get yeah. picked up and just whipped and you're like I'm a garbage human being crap yeah. that's yeah. actually yeah. a really yeah you know mm-hmm. but because of that I I always I'm thinking now like I don't want to put stuff out there because what if no one takes it like my heart my self-esteem would plummet if yeah. like no one took my garbage but like next door all their garbage is being taken I'd be like yeah. what the fuck's wrong with my mugs yeah, I did worry that, that like we left everything and then like peace like we left an entire house outside our <laughs> yeah, house you did. <laughs> I couldn't like, see the house yeah no and we just fucked out of the country and I think someone was moving in the next day and who knows if that stuff was still there or what was left and what someone else had to deal with and I do feel guilty about that I'm really guilty. Do you know who is moving into the house? Mm. A pair, a pair of sisters. <laughs> no, they weren't. Stop. It was like if we'd, if with all due respect, I'm sure they were really nice, but they did look like if things hadn't gone right for us in 60 years time. <laughs> then maybe they needed all your garbage stuff. Like I maybe really they like were the moving in, and they're like, yeah. oh my god, we didn't have frozen extra frozen sausage meat we didn't have binders and we need binders or they had it all already because they're us from another time zone (laughs) and they were like oh it's a shame we bought these binders already because we could have just picked up these exact same binders at the top of that while they're loading their sausage meat into the freezer (laughs) (laughs) i think that's so cool to see someone where you're like that's me if i go downhill i don't know why but i think that's really cool yeah, or me when, if I go uphill. Yeah. I do make uh, a Goldie Horn to be like, maybe I could be there. In the <gasps> Love it. Who would be yeah. yours, Nicola? Who would be your person where you're like, that's me if I go uphill? Oh, uh, the girl from the ring. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Yeah. I should preface that as soon as we like <laughs> logged on to doing this before recording. <laughs> When it logged on, Nicola's head was down. And I was like, oh my God, you look like the girl from the ring. She's like, I get that a lot. I'm Thank like, oh. you. <laughs> okay, you know what? Someone told me once that I look like Hillary Duff before she got a nose job. So that was a great compliment. I was like, thank you so much. I didn't oh. know that she got a nose job. I, I didn't know either. She, the most impressed I've ever been with Hillary Duff is there's mm. an episode of Lizzie McGuire where she did a backflip down her like school hallway. And I could you know like in like normal tv shows like someone does a backflip and then they like they land facing away from camera and then it cuts and Mm -hmm. they turn around and you're like oh you didn't do that Mm -hmm. um but she actually did that and I remember being a kid and being like that's really cool that she can do a backflip anyway that's my Hillary Duff story um she I can't can we cut that bit out (laughs) yeah we can cut stuff out yeah yeah 100 I'm already gonna cut out the part where I say I acknowledge that someone said I look like her before a nose job so we'll just cut the whole Hillary Mm -hmm. Duff I'm I've been talking about Hillary Bluff. Hillary Bluff. <laughs> you did it like Hillary Bluff. Hey, ma'am, you look like Dillary Bluff. <laughs> oh, thank you. When she was in the middle of the nose job. <laughs> when she was healing, and you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Great. Like the moment she woke, the moment she woke up from the <laughs> whatever the injection is. Yeah. Also, Maybe her personality in that moment when she was like groggy from the anesthesia, yeah. and she's like, yeah. "What's my name?" And you're like. <laughs> Hillary Croft. Hillary like, <laughs> <laughs> Goats Croft. Hillary Croft. Oh my Billary god. Goats Three goats oh. in each coat is Hillary Goats Croft. <laughs> <laughs> Does a backflip and they all fall over and run away. <laughs> Wait, sorry, Amanda, what mug have you got? 
Oh, it's a witch. I just showed you. No, the one that the one that we gave you. <laughs> just showed you. <laughs> just release the mug. <laughs> Let let I know what it is. I, I'll let everybody know in the Patreon. I joke about a Patreon. I don't have one. So I don't know why I joke about it. <laughs> I really should stop. I really should stop. I also don't have one because I can't think of what to offer, which like says so much about how I view myself. So anyway, that's fine. The m- mug that I saved from the Billy Goat Gruff sister and <laughs> ring sister is, uh, is, it's like a pink kind of one and it has a piano on it. That was a Christmas present from my mum. Okay. <laughs> that I went fucking What mug was that? She just described that. it. It's a pink mug with a piano on it. I don't remember that. It's, like, it's like a longer... Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like that. I have... Yeah. Because I was I like, that. oh, that will also remind me of them. You know? I wonder yeah. if I took anything else. I think I just took those, the three mason... <laughs> all the mason jars. <laughs> Maybe you could offer those in your Patreon. And the mug. Yeah. <laughs> Go, actually, yes. we'll give you our old address. Go back there. Tell us what's still there. And then we'll oh, go for all of that stuff on your Patreon. Great, great. And so, we'll split it. And I'll, I'll just be like, here you go. This is what yeah. you get on Patreon. Yeah, that's great. That's, so go to patreon.com or wherever you get Patreon. Go there <laughs> for garbage mugs. Um, I love that. I love that so much. Um, okay, so I know you've been asked this a bunch of times. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sum up quickly that... Um, oh, so should I also say... No, I don't need to introduce you. I'm putting an intro on this episode. What is happening to me right now? Okay, great. Hi. Okay, and we're back. <laughs> and we're back. Okay, so the name, the name. <laughs> Love that. I've been sleeping very weirdly lately. And like, really? I literally had to preface to my therapist yesterday, like, I don't have words. So hmm. get ready for lots of guessing today. Do you know what the, it was a full moon? Apparently full moons bring out different stuff in people. Well, hot, hot news. <laughs> Your finger. Fucking the witch. I'm one of the That is true. Twins. And also, I guess I have my witch. Mo- yeah, maybe I'm just getting like witchy. I have my tarot cards here. I have lots of crystals. Mm. Like maybe I'm just really oh, yeah. setting myself up for weirdness. It would be funny if the process of becoming a witch meant you, you couldn't use words anymore. <laughs> you stop being able to talk to your loved ones uh, and like, well, she's a witch. She's, <laughs> she's, doing, she's, she's spiraled into a witch. <laughs> Is it bad that the first thing I thought of, I'm like, well, you know what? That's uh, very metaphorical for how society treats you. As soon as you become a witch, you have no voice and they don't believe you. There you go. And then I'm like, and there goes the comedy from the whole podcast. No, it's fine. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> like, we can talk about the way. Go way too soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bring back the Billary Graph. Like, we need it. The people need it. Um, the things that people are laughing at. Yeah, on. <laughs> Everyone at home is like, I skip, skip, skip 10 seconds, skip 10 seconds, skip 10 seconds. They're at the end and they're like... <laughs> Still on the goat thing, yeah. <laughs> Still talking about goats. Um, okay, so I know that you named yourselves Flo and Joan after your grandma and your grandma's sister. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious, like, what was your family's reaction when they heard that? I think mum thought it was sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Flo and Joe were like very, well, one is still alive and one isn't, but they were, they're kind of like very loved. They're very, um, they're a fun duo already. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like we were taking the mick out of them or anything. Um, we had to double check with Joan quite a few times. Flo passed away a while, like quite a while ago before we started doing this. Mm-hmm. But we had, we rang Joan quite a lot to say, just to double check, are you sure you're okay with this? Yeah. And we'll send her like our songs and videos and things like that, just to be like, just so, just so you know, it is your name. We can change it at, at <laughs> yeah. any point. But at some point it will get too late and we can't rebrand it anymore. So we're <laughs> yeah. trying to like keep. And we don't, we're not acting like the Flo and Joan. Like we're not, mm-hmm. it's li- it is at a point where it's literally just a name. Mm-hmm. So 
we're hoping that if we don't do anything like if we do anything a bit a bit risque it's not like a reflection on them mm-hmm. I hope the family notice that mm-hmm. it's not really and yeah just a name just a name a name just and a name. sentiment and why like did you specifically choose who each of you were not really. No. Joe. <laughs> yeah, like why why is and you know what I'm thinking of the song um Little Flo and Joan. And that was maybe the first time that I actually was like, oh, like maybe Nicola connects more with Flo. Like, yeah. I think we're definitely I'm more like Flo, I think, and you're more like Joan. Yeah. Mm. But only because Flo was like a t- oh, this is gonna sound like a weird brag now, but like Flo was quite small and tiny. Um, and Joan is just taller. I think that's sort of what it came down to. Like, where are you going Pretty with much. that? <laughs> it's a weird brag that my nan was small. Well, no, it sounds like when you're like, it's because I'm so tiny where you're like, gross. That's just a weird thing to say about yourself. Um, but she's, it was literally, she's, Flo is shorter and Joan is taller. Ago, never used that word before. Um, <laughs> that's sort of how it happened, I guess. But I think we only did like, one show where we tried to call each other Flo and Joan and it mm-hmm. just felt so embarrassing that we were like we're never doing that again it was saying Nicola and Rosie on the stage quite a bit yeah yeah and people are like oh, you're like yeah, grow up <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter uh no um, it doesn't it doesn't I think it's actually sort of nice to have a name that you're a bit separate from okay because I I know you guys but I'm still curious how similar is the real life dynamic between you two like in in real life versus your stage dynamic of Flo and Joan how similar would you say it is I can't remember the last time we were on stage together to know what our dynamic is oh no um no that's not true we were on stage the other day and spoiler we were very weird (laughs) I say it's fairly similar which I think we try to be more on the same page in front of an audience because like Mm one of the kind of double act tropes is that they're like fighting and one's the smart one and one's the ugly one or whatever. I don't know how double acts work. <laughs> one's the tiny one and one's the huge one. <laughs> <laughs> there is actually a UK double act called Little and Large. So that's not entirely untrue. Oh, they're weird old men. But um, yeah, so I think we're like, we're like on the same team. We try to be on the same page in front of an audience. So it's not like a weird warring, like, oh, they're, they're fighting. Um, <laughs> And then in real life, we're not worried about having a having a little clear. I've never really thought about it. I get we just go on stage, sing this stuff. We barely talk to each other on stage, really. <laughs> we do. Oh, we do more now, I think. Yeah, but we don't interact enough. I don't know. I don't think we interact that much on stage, it, which yeah. must be quite jarring to watch as an audience of a double act that refused to acknowledge that there's another person. <laughs> Maybe we should have been like really leaning into that all along. But there are some like, I can think of some beautiful moments where you interact. Like in the in the sausage song, when Rosie <laughs> ends up like going out into like a spotlight and you're like, get back here. Like, that's <laughs> great. That's a great moment. Where- Actually, yeah, we do have a few of those where you're like, just stop talking. <laughs> yeah. In fact, that's often the, that, actually, no, that is the dynamic yeah. is often me being like, um, spouting out a bunch of facts <laughs> that aren't true. And they could be like, I don't think any of that is useful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or Rosie, you being like, yeah, maybe we should start, maybe we should start porn together. And Nicola being like, don't ever look at me again. Like that. Yeah. Like, hey Amanda, I've never asked to start calling my sister. Don't release um, that out Insert the, the audio of Little Nibblers now. Because 100% <laughs> you did. And it's on Spotify and Apple Music. 
Oh Amazing. my god, I can't believe I allowed that to happen. <laughs> it's in the early days, it's okay. The first album. It's going to have some kinks that we need to find out. <laughs> Not kinks, don't use that word. Okay, no uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, it's th- so it's this dynamic. Kinks, don't use that word. Okay, great. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> yeah, exactly let's not, and are you okay? Which I used to say <laughs> that all the time. Like, you okay? And then Rosie came up one day and was like, can you actually stop asking me if I'm okay? Because I usually am, but then it makes me feel like I'm maybe not okay. I was like, Julie noted, I'll stop asking you if you're okay. I'll just try and read the room a bit better. <laughs> I'll just assume you're okay. And if you're like really struggling, like throw your egg shaker at me or something. And then Literally. I'll know you're coming like, in Let's now. have a yeah. signal. Well, one thing that I love so, so much about your songs is like, not only are they hilarious, but I feel like even if you don't mean to, what's important to you and like your value system is so reflected in it. There's always like a, um, an amazing message, like even small things like I was just again rewatching um, the video of if I could change my body, and mm. <laughs> which I love. Me and too. It's one it's, of my favorite songs we've done. Uh, yeah. Oh, I was singing it on the balcony to Bella, my dog. Oh, Bella! <laughs> and I was like singing it to her. Um, <laughs> even small things where like when it's like I would have boobs and they weren't symmetrical, and I was like, I fucking love these two. Like, just, <laughs> oh, I just like hit my mic. I love them so much. <laughs> throwing balls at all my china wear um, I love that so much like just it can be just a joke or a line that shows like your point of view or it can be a whole song that's like oh you thought this was a love song it is but we're also commenting on Brexit like it's, it's just brilliant so I'm wondering besides funny how do you hope people describe your music <sighs> Oh. <laughs> you thought you were getting in for a light podcast, Sal. Oh, I think they describe it as absolutely fine. <laughs> I they hope people describe, describe it as funny and fine. Funny and we made it. We got we to the end. <laughs> I actually don't know. I hope. I hope. Um, someone once said it. Someone once said um, it makes adults feel giggly or like adults tap into like a mischievous giggly part of their personality that you often don't get when you're adults which I've thought about a few times like it makes adults feel a bit childish so like but childish in a fun way not mm-hmm. in like a kid's song kind of thing um yeah I hope a little bit mischievous sometimes mm. I think like not just like good music where the bonus is that it's funny or like no like the funny is definitely the most important thing but I think like often with musical comedy you can like compromise one for the other mm-hmm. so like it's like the lyrics are like interesting but the music is dog shit or the music is amazing but you're like you said this in musical comedy and it's sort of mildly amusing but it's not like funny mm-hmm. so I think like the music being like good to listen to alongside like the music being as the music being as good as the lyrics are funny mm-hmm. I think yeah that. that's great I would and I would I totally feel all of those things. I feel like it makes me feel mischievous. And absolutely, I was raving to my mom the other day about like, how are they able to be funny? And then also like, look at all the genres they're tapping into. And like, oh my God, did you hear the sex robot one? Like, I was just like, <laughs> on. like the music is so good. I was singing Little Flo and Joan. Genuinely for a week, it was stuck in my head because it's so <laughs> beautiful. I also cry every time I like <laughs> that song. It's so beautiful. How is your mom? Oh, she's good. Yeah. She well, she started racing cars, which is like, <laughs> that's amazing. I know. Like she was like recognized at a race 
as like, and they like gifted her racing gloves. Like she has her own race car. She's so cool. That's incredible. I know she started riding a motorcycle like years ago with my stepdad. And then he started like racing cars. And then one day they were like, do you want to do it? And she was really nervous and we chatted about it. And then she did it. And I was like, so fucking impressed. She is That's incredible. Yeah. Nice. She's cooler than me. Basically. She's like, <laughs> yeah. Now I'll be like, Hey, do you want to have a lunch? I mean, not during COVID times, I guess, but I'm like, Hey, are you available? And she's like, um, I'm free in two weeks. I'm like, who are you? Racing is in like crazy, like drag racing kind of stuff or like, like Lewis Hamilton racing formula one. Oh, like for fun, but like, is it bad that I don't really know the difference between those things that you just said? I don't know. Drag racing is like a little bit more casual, isn't it? But Formula One is like full on high spec. Like cars. she's not professional. Like she's not getting paid to race, but she is it like round, like round tracks. I think so. Yeah. Or is it like, you know, and they just put cars into like, big rings and they're like drive it bitch <laughs> like like in Greece when they have like the flag and they like pull the flag Honestly, down that's yeah. what Isn't I was that imagining that no it's race? like I feel like it, the difference is like you're either racing on dirt or racing on a road I don't actually yeah, know okay. the difference know, yeah. so she's like in a like in a in a loop Track? in a track a lo- yeah a, so a cool. loopy little track and she goes and like <laughs> they have teams and it'll be like her and and like five other people and they all have to race and they take their times versus other other groups like other teams yeah it's so fucking cool i know it's pretty cool like i'm she has yeah and she has like her own race car that she put um like mario character decals on so she has like <laughs> wario and waluigi on her car she's just so cool that's amazing yeah. oh she's doing God, great God. how's your mom doing oh she's good she's great <laughs> no she's great <laughs> she's i so during lockdown i mm. uh, i gave up my flat in january because the lease was up and we were supposed to be touring until like the end of may yeah um so when COVID hit, I had to move in with our parents. It was great. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> and our, our mom, who's a wonderful woman, decided that uh, during lockdown would be a great time to take up learning the trumpet. Uh, so oh. my answer to how is she is will be vastly different to how Rosie's answer is to <laughs> how is she. <laughs> oh, but in general, no. she's like, great. She's great. She's, she's doing, doing good spirits. She's doing well. The trumpet can sound great, I think, when you've mastered it, but I'm trying to picture it like when you're trying to, and I feel like it's yeah. just like gross fart sounds, isn't it? It's just fucking loud yeah. and bad, with all due respect. <laughs> There's no respect there. There's Absolutely no respect. We played <laughs> a game where we'd like, oh man, we would get her to record, like to play songs and get people to guess what the song was that she was playing, and <gasps> the spectrum of answers was wonderful. <laughs> It's so funny though, because after she finishes, you just see her face be like, <laughs> "Oh no!" But she's now she's laughing good. at the end. Yeah, now she's actually got really good. Yeah, she's, I mean, she's not like going to pipe in the royal family anytime soon. She's but... not. Um, she's not blowing in the queen to Buckingham Pla- Pal- Palace. <laughs> Palace. Palace. with the Billy Gruffs. Billy Gruff Palace. That's where we. She's improving, uh, so yeah, she's good. Yeah, she's good. Oh, she's go great. mom. Well, hey, maybe maybe she does like a little a little camo on one of your songs. We wrote a song for her called The Trumpet Girl. Yeah. Um, but Aww. she wouldn't we would like secretly give it when we were doing sort of like online gigs and stuff, we'd slide it to people to be like, you can play this. 
um and then she'd get upset that people were like laughing because the whole gig is like she's just amazing it's like the boogie woogie bugle boy essentially but the trumpet girl but then it like cuts to her being like no <laughs> um which we found very funny um and she then i think not. she got like she just got a bit self-conscious which i get but then Aww. we'd like go on and do like other online shows and then people would like type in and be like how's the trumpet girl we're like okay <laughs> Okay, like entirely we, different thing. Yeah, we it grew into this thing. woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's <laughs> it's like t-shirts and merch and whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I would buy Patreon. Let me listen. There we go. Yes. Flo and Joan garbage mugs and also <laughs> trumpet girl um, merch. There we go. <laughs> Little pins that, like, when you press them, they go like boo or whatever. <laughs> that was my trumpet sound. Our mom's traveling the world <laughs> to like. Egypt and Egypt. Vietnam, playing for the troops. <laughs> Are the troops still in Vietnam? I thought you were going to say the troops still in Egypt. Are they, they still in Egypt? Egypt? I don't know. I feel like <laughs> this is not a conversation that we're skilled enough to get into. Where are their troops at? <laughs> Where are they at? Well, I we wonder, can. like, maybe you got your trumpet skills from her because I remember, Rosie, you, like, play, like, a mouth <laughs> trumpet in one of your songs. Yeah, I do. And the moment we- you do, I remember being like, holy crap that was good like in the moment I was very <laughs> impressed Amanda you're a super I fan I, I am a super fan <laughs> okay wow <laughs> shove me down <laughs> yeah that is so rude no it's a nice thing but I also forget that you saw you probably saw all the songs from the very beginning yeah like the worst of the worst so whether you'd want to be a super fan or not you are one <laughs> I am because you know us too much I fell in love with you guys I actually can in the in the first album recording like on Spotify or Apple Music or whatever like the I can hear myself laughing in some of them and I'm like oh god and I have to press next because I'm like Ooh, I just oh. skip a little bit because I'm like but I can also hear other other people laughing like I was recognizing Susan Wasick's um <laughs> laugh and I was like yeah. oh Susan like I can hear yeah. people laughing it's really yeah. nice actually it's nice I remember when we got the audios back and you hear people laughing at them and there's an Anne Pennell laugh somewhere yeah. that really makes me chuckle when I when I listen to it I mean I don't, I don't go back and listen to my music but at the time when we had to check it was okay <laughs> or if it like skips through iTunes every now and again you're yeah. like, and then you hear someone laugh and you're like oh that's this it's person lovely. it's Aww. like when people are in your audience and that you hear them laugh and you're like oh thank god they found it funny like yeah oh it's like I like having people in the audience I know when I would perform um when I would like perform improv in a show and if you if Rosie if you were in the audience because I could hear your laugh I would feel that I'd be like Oh, okay. Cause your, yours was a laugh that was distinct that I was like, okay, Rosie laughed. Okay. We're good. Like there are a few <laughs>, laughs that I can like pick out in my head where I'm like, oh, okay. You can relax a little bit. It is yeah. nice. It's comforting. Yeah, what would you is. say is like your most underrated song? Like that maybe you guys love, but you're like, why is this not getting the attention it deserves? Like, this is oh, such a good well, song. There's a song that I, I don't know if it's the same one. You look at me like, why is it talking? Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> um, why do you have this? Um, it's a song that always worked in Toronto and we tried it in the UK and they just, uh, they don't have the stomach, not the stomach. They're just like, this is a waste of my time. Oh no. And it's a song called, have you ever tried to hide? And it's oh, yeah. my favorite song in the world. And even when I listen to it, actually that's a song that if it ever comes on my iTunes, I will listen to it only because you can hear like so many distinct people laughing at mm. it that I like listening to that, not the song of the people. Um, but we've like tried it here a couple times and they just 
are not interested in it at all and it makes me so angry at those audiences that i'm like fuck you you don't know anything you laugh at the word brexit you can suck a dick like you basic <laughs> bastards um i respect my audience so respect. Much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. thank you so much for paying 95 pounds for a ticket but fuck you that was genius we will never pay it play a gig where it's 95 no, that was very much a joke we're Imagine. asking begging people to come to shows <laughs> I actually think that song only works though with young. I have British friends who really like that song, but they're my age and like mm. my sort of humour, our humour. Mm. Um, I think it is an old older audience. It's a little bit like, what's this obscure <laughs> code that you're trying to reel? <laughs> and out? it does like it doesn't sit alongside anything else that we do. Mm. I don't think. But that's why I think it's often funny, is because. But that's as in like older audiences are like, wait, go back to songs about that thing that I know. Mm. Um, And so when you throw that in, they're like, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't get. I'm gonna go get a beer. I'll see you in four minutes or however long this fucking gong show goes on. (laughs) We also wrote another one. Yes. That was this is (laughs) this isn't isn't underrated. This isn't underrated. What you in what way? As in. The question was, what do you think is the most underrated song? I don't think the song is underrated. I think we really rated it and universally across the board, everyone went, you need to not spend time with each other anymore. Okay, so this is a song where like you guys love, but everyone else hates it. Yeah, Yeah, there wasn't even like people with a similar sense of humour that were like, oh, that's a funny song. What song? (laughs) The premise is an old Victorian woman looking out of her window very sad and very scared she's probably wearing a lot of lace yeah wearing lots of lace looks a bit like queen victoria but more shriveled and probably a lot more thinner mm. probably um less miss havisham vibes. miss havisham yeah so she's looking out the window and the song is called what terror this day will bring and we got the title from the song by pulling a bible off a shelf and flipping the pages around and then going and we're like, that's the title of we're this just, next song. We were like, what's a what's a big book that everyone knows? <laughs> what's a Bible? big book that everyone knows? <laughs> what's the iconic line from the Bible that everyone loves? What terror this day will bring. <laughs> and it, our finger literally landed on what terror this day will bring. We're like, oh, oh that's amazing. There it's, is a God. It's, it's really... <laughs> <laughs> he's really listening. Isn't. He is a man and he's and, listening. And he loves musical comedy. He loves, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Um, and it's really really like really really slow and I bought you know vibra slaps do you know there's percussion instruments where it's like a ball on the end of a stick with another stick underneath it and you whack it in it's like yeah more like a woody I thought that was just like a sound effect you get from a computer (laughs) no it's a real thing that's great (laughs) it's a real thing that I bought I spent money on (laughs) thinking this is going to be the funniest at the village fair you're like don't throw balls at that I want that (laughs) I need it I ran in the balls and I grabbed it (laughs) covered in bruises no well what happened was is I sent the we tried the song it didn't work we tried it again it didn't work again so I sent it back to Amazon What did you put? You know how you have to put a re- <laughs> you know you have to put a reason why you're returning. <laughs> I said it wasn't the funniest joke I thought it was. <laughs> and then Jeff Bezos rang me up and said, "I'm I'm so sorry that happened to you. Do you want a special? Uh, Would you like an Amazon special?" Yeah. And I said, "No, no, we don't. Not, until Not right now, Jeff." <laughs> oh my gosh! So you would pl- you tried 
you're like, what this song needs is one of these bouncing ball things. Yeah, yeah. it would be a really long verse of her singing or like the, the chorus. We'll sing the chorus to you now if you'd like. Okay, three, two, I would love that. <laughs> what terror, what terror, what terror this day will bring. <laughs> and then on the piano, Nick would go, ba, 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 ba. Uh, <laughs> I was like, if we do that, we'll do it twice, and then on the third time, I'll accidentally. You did that whole thing twice. We did a verse, chorus, verse, cor- so at the end of each chorus. Oh, okay, I'll okay. Slap the vibe slap. Okay. So verse, chorus, but we verse, also sang chorus. What terror! What terror! What terror! The sail bring. We sang twice. Oh yeah. So that, that's like, why you sang that whole thing. <laughs> Twice, and then we go into the next one. Yeah, As if it's too fast for someone to catch on the first time, in case <laughs> yeah. you missed what we were saying. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> one of my favorite lines, so basically, basically what oh, kept on happening was really bad things kept on happening to this woman. I can't remember what the first bunch were. Oh. One of them was, I opened um, something, I, I my eyes rolled into the back of my head, so now I can only see my thoughts. And what terror this day will bring. And the final, the final biggest joke was that she pulled back the sheets where her kids were sleeping and there were onions there. And then she was like, oh no, when my neighbours asked for, my, my neighbours were making a curry and they needed some onions. I accidentally gave my kids. Oh my God. Oh wait, and they gave you onions and then they needed onions, so they took your kids. The neighbors asked her for it was uh oh fuck was it? No, the she needed I must have given my neighbour my children to put in their curry. What care? And then on the very last bit I would go to smack the vibra slap and miss it. I was like, if this doesn't bring the house down, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know what else I can, I don't know what else I can give from I've got my no soul. More. This clown has no more tricks. Oh my God. I actually love that you miss it. I'm realizing these overalls are too tight as we're laughing. Um, <laughs> they have no stretch. I regret that part of them. Um, oh no, you're so kind. Oh no. Um, I love that you would miss it. It's like not only is this Victorian chick just having the worst day, like, oh now it's coming out on us. Now we're having the worst day. (laughs) And then the audience in town were going, No, we're having the worst day. Why are we here? (laughs) There you go. So maybe it was working (laughs) perfectly. You know when you watch movies and you're like, oh my God, watching this movie, I feel claustrophobic, but then you realize it's a show about people like trapped in a cave. So you're mm-hmm. feeling what they're feeling. Maybe yes. the audience, maybe you didn't intend That's to, but funny. the audiences are feeling the Victorian lady. Yeah. She's the metaphor for She's the audience. audience. That's, we should have that we <laughs> Maybe you just need to add in the end of the song that like her curse comes out and that's why you're all having an awful time listening to in this, this song. tiny comedy club <laughs> that's quite funny actually Amanda. Rosie, we can't rectify this song it universally did not work uh, we'll see listen, we'll see we'll on the see. next show <laughs> <laughs> well listen again record it patreon <laughs> just, this is basically a slow and shown patreon that i'm just like a liquid courage what, what give us ten dollars to never hear that song yeah <laughs>
for a hundred dollars a month, you'll never have to hear that as a Victorian woman ever. Oh my God. That's so funny. So, okay. So that's interesting. Is there any other song that you found either really did well in Toronto and then like you could not make it work elsewhere or vice versa. Like it could not hit in Toronto and then you played it in UK and you're like, oh, everybody loves this. Like what's going on? I feel like there are two that stood, two stood out to me. Mm. Um, Lady in the Woods when we did it in Toronto was like eight minutes long. And then we got back, we moved to the UK and our, in our first show we did the song we're like, here's a banger for you. You're welcome. Yeah. No one knew who we were. Um, that sounded like I was expecting them to know who we were, but like, as in we were going in absolutely cold and people were like who the fuck are you mm. um as so we went in with this eight minutes unaccompanied folk song where people are like what the shit is happening when these small humans playing the recorder at me and why is it 10 minutes long um and they got to a point like where it would go well for about five minutes and then they were just like we understand we get the joke i don't need this anymore so we like went from it being like an eight minute song to a depending on how fast we sing it about five minutes we, we just felt like the point that English audiences were like, we're done here. Whereas in Canada, they were like, more, more, oh, yeah, uh, which was great one. for the ego there. And then horrible, like oh. a, nice, a cute little calm down on the other side. And then on the other hand, uh, drank too much, always works mm. well in the UK because we're a bunch of absolute pissheads <laughs> and everyone is just hammered all the time to like a disgusting level whereas in Canada you're more restrained and you don't get drunk in the same way that British people do so I think like the first time we did it we finished the song and I think everyone I think we actually we often button the song with this of like we play it in Canada and everyone was just sort of quite upset by the ordeal that this woman went through on a night out. And then in the UK, they're like, oh my God, that was me yesterday. Um, in Toronto, they're like worried for you. Genuinely <laughs> oh, worried, um, yeah. which is funny. Like, it's just interesting to see those like small differences where you're like, oh, okay, yeah. this thing, which is just like, you couldn't do any rewrites on that song. It's just a song where you're like, oh, it just doesn't work here. And that's mm. like, fine. Oh, that's so interesting. I wonder if Toronto audiences are just in denial. I'm like, that was you yesterday. Like, yeah. like face yourself in the mirror, Karen. <laughs> like, chill. That was you. I picked up your shoe. <laughs> I feel like I never saw, like, drunk England or drunk UK is like... You've never seen anything like you it. You haven't. It's hideous. Like, have I'm, you, like, seen... Geordie Shore are you gonna hate yeah, me yeah like Shore. Oh, but even like that on more traditional show. English pub culture is like big bold men ripping their belly rip, ripping their belly <laughs> ripping their t-shirts off and being like <laughs> like punching someone and necking 18 more pints and then like someone a girl walking past like on her way home but her skirt has like ridden up way past her back <laughs> oh, no. I saw three girls I was getting a train home from someone the other day and saw not hashtag not women or whatever but like these three girls who must have had like a really great night or whatever but they like walked past on the train staggered past and all of their skirts were like it was bum here and their skirts were just here where you're like oh no we were like that's a little bit of cheek yeah <laughs> it wasn't a little bit it was like a full bum that's and, a like, cheek yeah <laughs> you don't want to like 
I was just like the weird woman. On, I wasn't a weird woman on a train. I was just a woman on a train. Like, but you don't want to be the woman. Like, <laughs> it's up for other people to decide what kind of woman. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. You don't want to like knock on the window and be like, your thumbs out. Because they <laughs> would just, firstly, wouldn't notice. Secondly, wouldn't care. And thirdly, would be like, stop staring at my ass. What's wrong with <laughs> yeah. you? Yeah. There's no good way to do that because I, I totally, because in my head, I'd be like, you know what? If they want their bums to, this is what I would think. Do you, I'd be like, do you want your bums to be out? Because if they want them out, I'm like, listen, I support you in that. And then if they yeah, don't want them totally. out, it's like, okay, they're out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that wasn't better. I thought it was genius. And then I was like, this, this isn't any better. Yeah, this isn't. Um, okay. So again, I'm, I know I'm like making, I keep making this like super sentimental, but I did want to say something. So it wasn't until you guys left Toronto and moved back to the UK that I realized First of all, I realized how much I missed you guys, like when you were gone, which I guess always is the case, you know, <laughs> you don't know what you got till it's gone, another musical treasure. Um, mm -hmm. But secondly, that there were so many times when you lived here that you, that either of you would reach out and be like, hey, do you want to come grab a drink with us? Or like, oh, we're going to be here or whatever. And I realized how many times I like declined the offer or didn't show up. And I was thinking like, why did I do that? And here's what I've realized in some self-reflection here that is not very, uh, doesn't make me feel very good about myself. I realized that the whole time, like deep down, I thought like, oh, they are out of my league as like friends. And I, I will not be able, um, I don't want to give them a reason to not be friends with me anymore. And if I go to that party, like I'm probably not going to fit in or like, what if I can't make them laugh for the whole time I'm hanging out with them or whatever? What if I'm not like enough when I hang out with them? Oh my God, no. And then I would say no. And I'm like, that's so stupid. I was already friends with you guys at this point when you were asking <laughs> me to hang out. And oh. then I lost all this time with you guys. So I was like, oh, I should have just pushed back my, past like my stupid insecurity. And I should have just hung out with you guys more. So I'm sorry that I like didn't show up enough. Like it <laughs> sucks. Not that you guys were thinking about it, but like, I love you guys. And I should have showed up more and pushed past me feeling like whatever push past all my crap in my head and like gone you know and come we'll do it yeah we'll do it I also feel I've like it's that. one of those things where you also on the flip side you invite someone and then you're like where the fuck did you send Amanda a message being like do you want to hang out she obviously doesn't want to hang out that's so embarrassing and now you've put her in a position where she has to be like oh god do I have to go and do this or like do I just pie them off or like it's or there's always like the opposite side of it of like yeah. I invite I would invite someone to something and be like what do you think you're doing? Like, in what world do you think this person wants to spend time with you? Or, I, or then they would turn up and I would be so embarrassed that they had and that they hadn't cancelled that I'd be like, you can leave, <laughs> it's fine. Like, we've done it, it's okay. You're like, now you're a hostage. You're, it's amazing that anybody actually becomes friends. If like, I invite <laughs> you and I'm like, why, the, what do you, why do you think Nicola and Rosie would want to hang out with you? And then you guys are like, oh my God, I'm... I mean, I shouldn't put you up, put this on you, but like, then you guys on the other end are like, oh, I shouldn't go. Like, I, I won't be cool enough. And you're like, how does anyone actually hang out? Like, that's yeah. ridiculous, you know? It's yeah. amazing. <laughs> when you're adults as well, it's it's still really hard to make friends as well. Mm -hmm. um, and I think you, one of my nerves as an adult person is if I go to a party and it's, there's lots of other adults there who are, have their own friends. They're not looking for a new friend, but I'm, I'm not often looking for a new friend. I don't necessarily need to come home with a new friend, but I need to be able to talk to someone 
for a good part of the party time and then you're like I'm a burden these people already have their own friends uh, they think I'm trying to be their best friend and they don't need that because they've got their friends from uni here blah 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 uh, so you're always you're just looking it feels like you're often <laughs> just looking for people to help you pass the time <laughs> you're like and they think I want to be their friend and like I don't yeah. want to I just yeah. don't want to talk to myself it, yeah. I, I totally agree that I think friendships especially as adults it's just weird like I it's like when people talk about dating, like, I don't know, should I text them back? Like, I don't know if they like me. Maybe they're just being polite. Did they ghost me? Like I do that with friendships. Yeah. Like, how do yeah. you guys know when you're friends with somebody? How do you each know? Like, oh, I, I we're friends now. I don't know. I don't know. Mine is often if I've cried in front of them, I'm like, you've seen too much. <laughs> you have to go. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of, this sounds really sad. I'm trying to think of the last friend I made to know how I, how they're my friend. It's also COVID. I don't think that's weird. Like who's meeting. Bunch I mean of like people? pre COVID. I'm still oh. like, I think the last friend I made was in Toronto, which is three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but genuinely like, how's that? If they invite you to their birthday party. Mm. But it depends what kind of birthday party they're having. Yeah, then you sh you feel so amazing, and then you show up, and it's like at a big hall. Yeah, there's like three hundred people. You're like, great. Yeah, You're like, oh, <laughs> like, God, great. Three hundred people who don't want me as their friend. <laughs> Let's start socializing. <laughs> who wants to fill my time? <laughs> you guys actually, you came back to Toronto one time and invited me to like a gathering. It was actually very close to my house at a little pub, and. I showed up and there weren't a lot of people there. And in that moment, I was like, oh my God, they think I'm their friend. Like, you I'm a friend. I, I'm I'm a friend. friend. But listen, that was my evidence. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay. No, you know what? Actually, the, the, the garbage giveaway, maybe that was my evidence. Yeah. The white elephant garbage. I think Wait, that was, I was like... <laughs> Yeah, Amanda's allowed to take some of our trash home. She's one of us. Yeah. If <laughs> anyone will let me take their garbage home, then I feel like we're friends. Or if anyone comes around and clicks like, these bitches are just inviting me to take their shit home. Oh my God, they love me so much. <laughs> Has it been hard? Like, I feel like you guys have gone through so many changes. So moving to Toronto, being here for three years, coming back. I mean, like, doesn't your video have like, 50 million views or something amazing and like wild and then you're oh, touring man. calm down no, with these seriously numbers. but listen for real and like <laughs> you have like an amazon special all these things this is what i'm wondering in all of these changes it can be hard to maintain friendships especially with people who aren't in the industry because it might not be like similar i don't know schedules and stuff so how yeah. have you guys found maintaining i know you both have close friends who are from like school and sort of out of the industry. How has it been maintaining your friendships? Oh no, Nicola, you're like <laughs> <laughs> I've burned everyone to the ground. My <laughs> only friends are in Canada. I have zero, not even a joke. Um, <laughs> you can decide whether that's sarcastic or not. Um, I have not done great. I know, like, I think a problem that we've had is I'm saying we, so it doesn't just make me sound like a bitch, sorry. Um, but like how, uh, I think it's difficult. Most of my friends here, and almost basically none of my friends here, are in the industry. Mm -hmm. I hate the word the industry; it feels so wanky. But here we are. Um, so, like, trying to explain to someone that you can't go to like an event because you have to work mm -hmm. um, is difficult because I think your friends only see the glamorous side of your job, usually. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you say like, oh, I have to go to work, they're like, oh, she's too good for us. She's going to do this glamorous thing instead. And you're like, no, I'm actually going to like the arson of nowhere in the UK for like 15 minutes. No one's going to laugh. We're not getting paid enough money and I'm going to get back at like two o'clock in the morning. I want to be at your thing. Mm. Um, and things like not, like I've had a couple of friends who've got married um, and the you're like, I will be there at the wedding. I can be there at the wedding. But like the the lead up and all the kind of like fun stuff, like the hen weekend and the planning and like, I've had like friends who've got married during the Edinburgh Festival, which is like a big thing for us that we have to do every year. Um, and you sort of can't explain that to someone that a wedding is like the biggest thing in their life. And as it's like at, at that moment in time, for example. Um, but for us, Edinburgh is like the biggest, it's what our year leads up to every year. And it determines like whether we potentially work for the next year. So trying to explain to someone like, I can't be there at your rehearsal dinner. I can't help you like pick up your dress. I'm going to be there for one bridesmaid fitting. And then I'm like, just going to cross my fingers at the dress fits on the day. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to turn up at midnight on the day of your wedding. And I'm going to leave at eight o'clock the next morning because I have to get back to work. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like, it's a difficult thing to explain to someone and then to also expect them to be okay with it. Like, and kind of, I don't know. I think it's, trying to find ways to then make up for the fact that you're like, I know I wasn't there for this. I know I couldn't do this. Can I do this instead? Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely have like fucked it along the way for sure. Not unlike across the board with everyone, but there are definitely things where I'm like, you didn't handle that right. Mm-hmm. Or like whatever. But yeah, I think it's, and it's, I still haven't gotten, I still haven't figured out how to like do it properly. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Edinburgh Fringe is a really hard thing to explain to friends because it takes up the whole of august you're up there mm. and it is the most stressful month oh, of, like, of the, year. Uh, uh, the most stressful, stressful month of the year then you've also got may june and july you're gigging a lot to preview the show and get the sh- get new material ready and you're stressed because stuff isn't funny and you're like um should i even be doing the fringe is the show ready like for at least those three months if not the like the six months leading up to mm. it it's always on your mind. And we're like the worst version of ourselves at that time. Yeah. You, you're not, even if you're like, I can take this one day off to go to your wedding. You're basically like a fucking werewolf in a dress being like, don't talk to me. Don't, it's, you're not at your best. Like mm-hmm. mentally, you're not at your best to yeah. be around anyone other than like performers. I yeah. Think. So you have to, I had once, um, we played a festival called La- we were playing a festival called Latitude. This is really cool, um, like amazing comedy lineup, amazing music lineup. And it's just, it's like a great thing to be a part of. And I said to my friends, I'm doing Latitude. We can get some camping tickets. Everyone come up and we can have the weekend at Latitude. We were performing on the Friday, Friday afternoon. So I was like, everyone come up on Friday afternoon. We'll have the whole weekend. Um, so they booked a couple of tickets. So they'd like spent a good, good amount of money on it. Um, and then we got a, closer to the time we got a gig booked on the Saturday so we had to come home from the festival mm. and they'd all had like they'd all booked time off work and bought these oh. tickets and I was like I'm, like I'm so so sorry guys but we're not I like I've, I've just I've got to go I can't be at the festival I was like, I have Friday night with you but I was gonna have to leave really early Saturday so I couldn't like mm. party too much um and those are moments where you feel like you're letting people down yeah. because your intentions are all like come and do this fun thing with me. But then you have to, like, days before stuff, you often have to be like, fuck, I'm so sorry, I've got to be somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I feel like you keep the friends that are understanding. And to be fair, like, a huge, like, I'd say loads of our friends 
or like a large portion of our friends are still Canadian. Yeah, definitely. Mm, for sure. And I think that's also helped by the fact that all of our basic, all of, oh my God, almost all of our friends are performers. So they mm. get it. Mm-hmm. So they understand that you have no work and then you get like, you haven't had work for weeks or whatever. And then you get a job and it happens to be on your friend's birthday and you're like, cool. Well, I need to pay my bills. So I have to do this thing. And also I like my job and I want to do apart from anything out. Like most of the time it is like, I have to do this because this is my job and I need to work in the same way that you have to turn up at your job at nine o'clock mm-hmm. in the morning. Um, but also I like my job and there are times when I'm like, no, I want to take this gig and I want to do this thing. And I'm, I'm sorry that it's your birthday or that it's this thing or whatever. But I also like when a lot of you, I know it sounds wanky because we're obviously doing like an amazing job, but like a lot of it can also be a bit shit and uncertain and you're quite nervous and stuff. So when something comes along that you're like, this is fucking cool. I want to do that thing. Mm-hmm. And you just sort of hope that friends understand it and you try and make up for it or like Mm -hmm. I don't know but then you also don't want to be in a position where you're like well I'll do this like oh I did this so now I'm going to make it up to you by doing this like you don't want it to be like trying to overcompensate for a thing of like I'm sorry I can make it your birthday but here's like a two thousand pound birthday present I've never done that (laughs) I don't have that money to hand but like that's why you had to miss the birthday because you can't afford to do that (laughs) exactly Yeah, Yeah. yeah yeah it is it's hard to feel like uh a reliable friend or feel like you're communicating how much you actually care about somebody when it's like, no, I'm a reliable person. I just might cancel on you the day before, <laughs> but, yeah, I, yeah. but it'll be out of my, so yeah, it is. And you're right. You also don't want to send the message. Like I need to make up for this because this is something that like requires me to make up for. Like, no, yeah. this is, this is the same as like, I wouldn't say, Hey, do you want to go grab coffee at 10 AM? And you're like, I work from nine to five and then I'm like yeah. what the fuck you're an awful friend like, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I think as well like we're all in performing um and it's been hobbies and paychecks at all different points and people the thing that we in the thing that we want to do is perform and that is often quite a vain people see it as a vanity mm. thing or oh you're cancelling on me so you can go on stage and have people applaud for you and so you can put on a show for people who want to come and see you mm. like it feels like kind of a selfish thing to do if you're yeah. like oh, sorry I can't come say about your birthday because um there's a room of 100 people waiting to cheer me on because I am <laughs> funny <laughs> I'm sorry people need my jokes yeah it yeah, does. yeah. No, you're right they need my and eight they need, yeah exactly they need my lady in the woods they'll die without the lady but like I guess also too they're seeing like let's say they come to the show or they see the online video or something. They're seeing the end product where yeah. you're making it look effortless. You're making it look like, oh, I didn't need to put in 20. It doesn't look like I needed 20 hours of rehearsal, but really it's like, no, I'm like, that's the end product. I need yeah, all this yeah. other stuff. I need to be practiced, like doing different shows to practice and work out material. I need to be writing for however many hours. And that's hard yeah. sometimes too. Like if I go do a show and I'm like hosting, they don't I will make it look effortless, but for the whole day, I've been stressing about writing jokes. Like they don't see that part. And I'm sure that's, yeah, that's hard to, to like communicate. Mm. I think it's also like, for what we do is a hobby. Like it's a fun, it's a hobby for people to watch, Mm. like going to watch comedy, going to watch theater or watching TV or whatever is like, it's seen as a hobby and so people consider the job a hobby and like a fun thing a jobby a jobby and so um, do you know what a jobby is it's oh, a no. poo <laughs> I thought it was just 
just a joint word. I was like, oh, a jobby for Billary Graff. Wait. <laughs> I mean, that's also a thing, but she doesn't want a jobby. <laughs> so a jobby is a turd, like a poo? Yeah. It's oh. a Scottish word for a, for a poo to be like, I did a fat jobby. I can't believe that's that really good. Thank you, Amanda. Wow, you're welcome. <laughs> you know what is one thing that, like one part of what I miss of you guys not being in Toronto anymore, apart from just, physically being here and getting to see you is that I loved getting to see you try out songs like they're there I can think of one specific song where like I'm sad it's not on an album and I can't listen to it boy which one is it I miss boy that was another one they did not like it here who UK um, I hate yeah. it <laughs> no we had people being like we had people being like it's a fun song I think the ending just wasn't funny enough like it wasn't you wouldn't play it in like a comedy club here you play it in like maybe your own show but yeah, the mm. ending was never funny. I think our agent was also like, if I'd cut one song, I'd cut boys. And we were like, you're fired. We think we're going to do that. So now we're represented by somebody else. <laughs> we're represented by Joan and Flo. It's not us, we swear. We've got no work. <laughs> A trick of that song was also that we just put in all of the names of people we loved in Toronto. Yeah. So you can just like tick off every, we've got like yeah. people's dogs in there. Like just every, like we all, yeah. I just also like singing it. Cause I'm like, Oh, and this person and this person. Oh, I can yeah. be like a, a bonus bonus track one day like one of those where yeah. like you have to listen to the end of a song and then like 20 minutes later on that same track <laughs> yeah like, what the fuck has happened here? Yeah. it's like hidden <laughs> like a b b b yeah b-side 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 sure from the b's um okay so i (laughs) i i don't know what i'm talking about Uh, i also i haven't had (laughs) i haven't eaten anything since breakfast and i've drank a lot of my gin i made it too strong so i'm having so much fun what gin are you drinking cheers by the way oh my god cheers cheers Cheers. Cheers. oh and a lime yeah we've got limes going on over here wow Lime's akimbo. I'm drinking um, Tanqueray. Yes. Very nice gin. Very nice gin. Very it's nice very gin. good. I actually think it was gifted to me. Oh my God. You know how I thought I, I think I got it? I had friends. <laughs> I didn't pick it up from our like garbage sale, did you? No, it was, <laughs> it was another friend's garbage sale. <laughs> I promise you. I, wow, this is like, I'm learning so much about myself. Yeah. <laughs> some friends were moving to LA and they had some gin and they were like, do you want this? I was like, sure. Yes. Uh, you, yeah. I love that when you have a house party and you wake up in the morning and you're like, yes, look at all this stuff there. Or like weird bottles of lemonade that you're like, maybe we won't use that. But <laughs> yeah. look, half a bottle of Blossom Hill wine. <laughs> it's so great. Or like if people bring over like, here's a bag of chips and you're like, oh, we didn't yeah. even need to open it, but people were yes. starving, but now I have dinner. Like, oh yeah. Hosting yeah, yeah. is great. You, you get like, you have to clean up but you also like you clean yeah. up you know what yeah. I mean yeah oh my god am I yeah. in comedy clean up to me. <laughs> <laughs> um I hate that I'm doing this to you but I love harmonizing and I can't do it um I took singing lessons for like a number of years and uh one of my singing teachers one day told me um I'm never she was like you're always flat or always sharp so fix that <laughs> Great. So I don't think I could ever harmonize because I was always just like, I can't even hit the middle of a note, let alone like harmonize with somebody. So I want to know, you guys are so good at harmonizing. Um, What is like a tip to be able to harmonize? How the fuck do you harmonize? That's what I want to know. 
Um, I have no idea. <laughs> I'd also say I'm not very good at harmonizing. Nicola would be like, "I'm going to sing this. Can you just sing something over the top?" And I'll be like, "Yeah, sure, I got it." <laughs> and then be like, ah, la, 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 la. "That's my Kate Bush song. That's my Kate Bush song." <laughs> I feel like it depends on what your vibe is. What the vibe of the song mm, is. Mm, um, that's so true. That's so. Um, what if it? What if it was like outside of a song? What if it's literally like? oh, this friend is going to hum a note and then I'm going to try and harmonize on that note. Do you know what? Uh, my friends used to do this when we were at school in like grade nine. They would sing. It was really embarrassing, actually. And I can't believe no one beat us up. Um, <laughs> but they would sing, you know, in The Simpsons, the B sharps. Is it the B sharps? Yeah. When they go, hello, hello, hello. Yes. Hello. Uh, so if someone sings a note, just then do like, pretend that you're singing hello, hello, hello. <gasps> oh, I love that. Maybe. Just- here hello in your head okay let's do that nicola you start and then i'll do the second one okay and i'll do the third one okay i'm so excited (laughs) you do the second third and fourth (laughs) i thought you're gonna be like no you don't join like you (laughs) we show you a flowing joan thing record it learn it and in a year's time we'll see how you've done (laughs) patreon record yourself (laughs) harmonizing put it on your patreon (laughs) okay okay i'm ready what number am i my first second or i'm not first am i second or third Actually, do third. I'll do okay. one. I'll do two. Okay. I'm so scared. Oh. Hello. 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 <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was it. That was it. <laughs> it didn't sound nice. Like, why didn't it sound good when I came in? Like, let's, I- let's do it again. Let's do it. I didn't quite okay. understand it. Okay. Hello. 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 Nailed it. Smashed was it. that good? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I'm just going to picture hello. So it doesn't matter what, what note it is. It could be like, Bee, and then I'll be like, hello, hello. <laughs> That's exactly how singing works. <laughs> now in a Patreon, I will give you a singing lesson for an hour. <laughs> but hey, Amanda, you sang in Wheels and you sang amazing in Wheels. You definitely sang harmonies in Wheels. Yeah. Oh, guys. Yeah, but people like, I did. Yes. So Nicola Rosie and I were all in a show called Wheels and... Mm. I did have to sing harmonies. Here's the thing too. In that show, I was like, I am the weak link. And I was like, I can't sing as well. But it's fine. This podcast is teaching me how many stupid narratives I tell myself. And I'm like, and then I edit the episode and I'm like, Amanda, shut up. Stop telling yourself that you suck. Like, this is so annoying at this point. You're down on yourself. And if you yeah. were shit, you would have got kicked out. Yeah, we would have no, told you if you were, we were shit. We were we friends. Politely reformed. <laughs> politely, we just would not have done the show. I did have yeah. to harmonize. I can harmonize yeah. if somebody um like gives me the note to sing. I can yeah. harmonize. But, but you know you learn how to do it. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It's not like it has mm. to be intuitive in the very beginning. No. You know? I have a friend who I did musical theater with her, and since the moment I met her, she just like I'll just sing something and she can just come in and harmonize with me on anything. And she's, she doesn't like, she doesn't do it in a cocky way. Like it's so yeah. fun. And she just, th- she just has the natural ability. I don't even think she realized she has it. She has a sense of fun with the poo. You're crazy. Hillary Graff is my favorite thing ever. Um, yeah. And I'm always like, I want to be able to do that, but maybe it takes practice. Genius. Maybe I just have to practice harmonizing. <laughs> it takes practice. And you must, yeah. I don't know that enough about music to really know if I'm, what I'm saying is right. But <laughs> isn't, if you know like scales mm-hmm. or if you hear the scale or you hear the arpeggio. Yeah. I think it's like, just listening to music and like hearing other people and like getting your ear used because rather than like 
having to learn all the kind of technical shit Mm -hmm. you could also just listen to other people doing it and then see what you can pick up from it Mm. it's how like I find it easier to do that than like sit down and like do the musical maths of okay well if they say this note then I can do this note (laughs) like you everyone listens to music so you know what it's supposed to sound like like intrinsically Mm -hmm. you just know what it's supposed to sound like Mm -hmm. unless you've never listened to music in your life in which case I'm so sorry but like you do like you do just know like you you pick it up it's just in your brain whether you realize it or not so the more you listen to stuff and the more you listen to people harmonizing and stuff Mm. it will just like sink in like in your pores I think I think no I can totally see that When, when you guys are figuring out your harmonies do you do it by ear like oh I think this sound will be good or are you doing it on the piano like let's sing these two notes like how do you guys pick your harmonies I think it's by ear isn't it it's usually me singing the main tune and Nicola finding the harmony <laughs> I'm and then afterwards like a day later Rosie go what's my tune and I was like I'm not listening to you I don't know if you can't remember that that's absolutely your problem now <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, <laughs> did you hear that laugh <laughs> That's the laugh of a very a woman who's very okay with like being told that she can't harmonize. Yeah. That's the laugh you do as just for when your teacher tells you you your singing teacher's like you're either flat or sharp, and then you laugh and shoot her in the head. <laughs> that's how yeah. the film starts. Yeah, yeah. Oh my, that's how the film starts. I love it, and then I sing soprano for the whole the whole movie. Yeah, it's a, it's an American uh, Idol. <laughs> <laughs> it's a show. I don't did I tell you I auditioned for Canadian Idol when I was a kid? Shut up, that's amazing. Wow, what did you do? My older, like, ex-stepsister audi- wanted to audition, and I wanted to be just like her, so I was like, I'll go, and I was just old enough, like, whatever the age is. So we went, and you're in, like, this trailer with, like, five other singers, and there's, like, a couple people at a desk, like, at the other end of the trailer, and you have to sing your little song, and I sing Colors of the Wind from Pocahontas, because I clearly, like, just did not know my brand. I had no idea. Like, they would be looking at me like, how are we supposed to sell this? Like, you're singing a Disney song. (laughs) Like, what are you about? Uh, Nobody got in, except for this one guy who was, like, very clearly awful and sang a country song. Um, But yeah, anyway, it was a a cool experience. (laughs) It was great. (laughs) How old are you? Uh, I guess I was like 15, maybe. I don't know. Really, I was like, my sister's doing this. This is so cool. Let's go do yeah. this too. Did like, she get through? She didn't. And I still thought she was super cool and very <laughs> talented. I like got into singing because of her because she she took singing lessons. So I was like, I want to take them too. And then, yeah. And my stepmom would buy us like matching outfits, but I was like bigger than her and she would buy them in the same size. <laughs> so we would do singing recitals. <laughs> like my sister would go up and it would be like perfect fit and she would sing her beautiful song and then I would go up and sing something in Italian with like I looked like a sausage because it was too I probably couldn't breathe and I'm singing some like aria of something that I wait green sleeves that is like way beyond my years of like being 10. <laughs> oh my god anyone singing green sleeves in a dress that's too tight it's my favorite thing basically i thought i was going to be a like a musical star but really like i was destined for comedy stuff in my <laughs> sausage outfit singing sleeves. 
trying to be my big oh, that's so sweet. Uh, the origin story of every good comedian um <laughs> okay public so, humiliation yeah, yeah. Exactly. at a young age exactly just thrust it on you and then no one ever tells you that you look weird so you just keep doing it <laughs> yeah. they just let you keep humiliating yourself over and over again and they hope that at some point you'll cotton on to the fact that you shouldn't be doing it but no one has the balls to actually yeah. tell you you yeah. shouldn't that's not my story it's definitely not don't worry about it it's like no one's telling me that my ass is out of my skirt at the end of the night and I'm like somebody yeah. tell me that I'm in a sausage dress but yeah, no one's train telling woman. me yeah yeah everyone's just the train women and nobody's telling them that they're the train woman 100% the train oh my woman. god the train women I love it woman on a train Emily Blunt that was a great book that was a great book I don't think the narrative in that was a woman desperately no. trying to tell naked women that they no. should put their skirts down she did like, get substance. drunk on the train like every time she's on the train but it was like for sad reasons so it was very different like again let's suck all the comedy out of this moment (laughs) oh my god okay so I'd love to play a game with you guys uh I figure I mean first of all you grew up together obviously and then also you're spending so much time when you were in Toronto you lived together and then spending so much time together um I kind of want to do like a newlyweds game sort of of like how well you know each other okay (laughs) both of your faces are like so this might be the end of Flo and Joan. We'll see how this goes. Okay. So you, okay. So um, on your piece of paper that, thank you so much for doing that for me. Um, okay. Look so I'm going to show me, that's show the woman me. From what terror this day will bring is on there. <laughs> yeah, Would you ever like go into a meeting with like Amazon and you just have that as your briefcase? You're like, we're here. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, let's see if we can break up Flo and Joe. No, I'm just kidding. Let's play this newlywed game. Oh, woo. Okay. So here's what we'll do. I'm going to ask you a question either about Nicola or about Rosie. So if I ask a question about Rosie, Rosie's going to write down her answer. Nicola's going to write down what she thinks Rosie is going to write down. Yes. Oh, wait, so I can't, okay. So I'm Mr. and Mrs. Okay, yeah. And then we'll swap. So I'm going to go back and forth. Okay. Um, and so if you get it right, if you get it wrong, you drink. Okay, if okay. the person gets it right about you, you drink. Sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. We'll check in. And then if either of you, <laughs> if either of you ever get it wrong, uh, I will also drink. Cause I was cool. like, this needs to be fair. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. cool. Okay. So my first question is about Nicola. So Nicola, you write down your answer and mm-hmm. Rosie, you write down what you think Nicola's going to say. Okay. Right, I'm at school where you like put your elbow out. Like yeah, that, so totally. We need like writing. one of those little voting dividers. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I would definitely cheat too. Put your briefcase up. <laughs> <laughs> Hold your briefcase high in the air. <laughs> okay. Nicola and Rosie, what superpower would Nicola choose to have? So Nicola, you write down what superpower you would want to have. And then Rosie's writing down what she thinks you're going to say. Okay. Do we have our answers? Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. Okay. You can reveal. And I just realized, uh, listeners, maybe you want to go to YouTube and watch this, but I'll say what they, what they said. <laughs> All right. Nicola, what did you say? I wish my superpower was that I could click my fingers and my makeup is off. Oh, I love that. So that's just the other. Oh, I'll let Rosie say what has this. Rosie, what did you think? (laughs) Well, she looks defeated the way she like chugged her ice cube. (laughs) I mean, slightly more aggressive with my answer. Mm. I thought Nicola wanted to, would have liked to have the ability 
to kill. Oh, I don't need to show you, do I? (laughs) (laughs) To kill or delete people that she doesn't like. I do that anyway. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I have that. They kill. Yeah, it's called being me. Just to Uh, eject people out of a situation if you don't like. Oh, I see. That actually, that's very useful. That's what I thought. My other one was going to be invisibility, but I think I've got that one covered pretty well anyway. I leave places that I don't want to be in and I'm I'm like the personification of that Homer Simpson meme of him walking into a bush. <laughs> That's me, like slowly. Literally me. You're like a natural Irish goodbye. It's just like Honestly. I'm leaving now. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's yeah. great. Okay. All right. So now it's gonna be about Rosie. Okay, so what would be Rosie's spirit animal? So Rosie answers for her and Nicola guesses what she would say. I just drank some of the ice cubes. You know, drinking like a cold drink and then a hot drink, it's an experience. have you got to work today no because i'm recording like the middle of the day and drinking gin (laughs) that's what i wanted i was like how much gin are you going to be drinking no we're not we're not working tonight we're just drinking some more gin probably i actually haven't drank gin in so long i feel like it's such a polarizing Mm -hmm. uh liquor like people either love it or hate it yeah if i drink too much i cry but in general, I find it like very easy to drink. It's like yeah. the only, I think it's the only spirit mostly that I drink. You heard it. I had first. a vodka the other day, which I haven't had since uni and I really enjoyed it. Okay. Oh, good. I also really like tequila these days. Like I think I'm coming oh. around to tequila. Yes. Lol. Oh. <laughs> she just <laughs> fell over. Like, what just she tried to show the cat to the webcam and he was having absolutely none of it whatsoever. That's what just happened. Do you know yeah. what actually looked like it happened? It looked like Rosie took her headphones off, took a step, and then just <laughs> rolled over. Like, it looked like she just, I thought she just fell. And it was perfect timing. She was like, you know what? I haven't had vodka in a while. Take off headphones. I'm really enjoying it. <laughs> Fall off. And I was like, what the hell? Oh, no. It's actually a more boring story where I tried to chase a cat. <laughs> Run away. More telling. Well, now that a cat's run away from you, what's your spirit animal? (laughs) Not a cat. My spirit animal is one of those monkeys that have their bum out. (laughs) Well, like a baboon, like with the purple purple bums? Yeah. Love love them. Why do you love them? Because their bum's out? Bums out. And you can often see them like smiling. And then they'll sit and they'll be like, I know my bum's out. I know like it's out. They're mischievous, it. like yeah, your music. They're fun as well, and they're they're fun with the with everyone around them. They swing about. Oh yeah, I do love a monkey. <laughs> oh, I do the- love a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be the audio quote that I pull from this interview. <laughs> I do love a monkey. Oh, we have so many merch ideas. Um, <laughs> Nicola, what did you guess? I wrote a golden Labrador slash retriever. Um, oh, that's me. cute. Why did you say that? Um, well, our, a friend of ours describes us as like a golden labrador like puppy that's like really 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 excited and like bouncy and excited to see the world and then i'm a cat that just sits there angrily and every now and again is like <laughs> so I that, thought, you're the cat that like ran away from rosie yeah, yeah. literally that's me literally. in silence and then like absolutely runs away okay next question for nicola what is nicola's favorite Flo and jones song it changes I can't actually remember any of our songs. I feel like I'm making you guys take a school exam. (laughs) (laughs) I've forgotten how to write with a pen. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my God. There's some words I can't spell. Like when I was a kid, I remember feeling confident about spelling mm. and like, I don't care what that makes me sound like. I loved it. I was like, I know grammar. I know spelling. Yeah. Nowadays, I'm like, I'll ask my, like, I'll, I'll the dumbest, the smallest word. I'm like, how yeah. the fuck do you spell this? Like, mm. it's awful. I get angry when, um, my autocorrect corrects me as well where I'm like you're wrong it's like I'm I'm not I'm I'm helping you right now like that is not how you spell embarrassed which is a word I write a lot and I think I've spelt it wrong oh, yeah. enough now I write it all the time and I've spelt it wrong enough that autocorrect is like okay live your truth fine do yeah. we want to do this yeah. recommend sorry also yeah. in the background it's just Rosie like bending over and just tiptoeing a couple steps to try and get this cat interested in her and this cat just he is not come. having it he's, he's hiding, hiding in a bag, bag. <laughs> he's hiding in a fucking bag <laughs> he, would rather, <sighs> he would rather be he would rather yeah. be in a bag in than a stinky be in your arms bag. Be in an old stinky gym leg. <laughs> oh, so I really want to. I think he can feel my desperation to want to love him. Okay, um, what did we say is Nicola's favorite Flo and Jones song? Uh, vaccination at the moment. Oh. I put Have You Ever Tried to Hide? Mm. Oh, now up. you want to come and see? Rosie, we aren't like recording a podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta let this know. cat go, Rosie. Um, <laughs> okay, so then the next one is what's Rosie's least favorite Flo and Joan song? It will be one that I've written. <laughs> um, oh, I know. <laughs> I think we might actually get this one right. <laughs> I'm so excited. I love when the guesser is so confident and the person who's putting their own answer like has no idea what they're going to say. <laughs> but then it matches. It's so great. Okay. Oh, that was the quickest one. Okay. What did you say? European love. <laughs> is that your least favorite, Rosie? Yeah. <gasps> absolute dog shit. We're it's not a dog shit song. It's no, annoyingly it's one of the most listened to on the Stranglers album. It's a lot of like, here's a rhyming word. Hey, a There are some funny bits in it and they're definitely like funny, like I'm not completely ashamed of it, but out of all of them, that is one we've never, ever, ever put in a set outside of. We wrote it, a show. We wrote it really quick towards Edinburgh. Mm. It was like one of the last songs we wrote. It was one of the last songs we wrote in Toronto. Um, and then we played it in the show. And then the final day of the show was the final day we played that song. I think we didn't <laughs> even, when we then like, played that show after Edinburgh we didn't even put it in there we took it out and put something else in I actually really like the bits of dark humor in European love like when he's like he has all these puppets and then the next one is like he has like a sexual interest in all these fish like I love that oh, I yeah. was like the fact that you said that and I don't even know what you're talking about <laughs> is testament to how I don't okay, know okay, that also song. now I'm no no I, a part of me was gonna be like oh my god am I talking about the right song but yes because at the end I love it and then it's this beautiful also you you like make a joke about you're like so i put my finger on the map and blah 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 like you don't even yeah. want to finish the chorus i love I that i can't remember what to the be fish fair, is. <laughs> now i think about it i'm like there's probably some amazing things that too late you wrote it down it should it's be favorite song. <laughs> i think it's it's more of the style of song doesn't interest mm. me enough maybe mm. i think so it's we, like a bit like traveling like boom ba, boom ba, boom and i quite mm. like traveling because i find it more relatable um 
it's probably not that bad of a song. I don't know why it was just it's quite long it. as well. It is quite long, yeah. Mm. But rest in peace. Yeah, I'm probably angry about it. Rest in peace. Well, maybe you just needed some distance from it and then it will like rejuvenate itself. But I actually really like that song. I think it's very funny. And I think you make lots of like lots of different sort of commentary in it that I really enjoy. And I never like I didn't see the ending coming. I also live in Canada. So I don't know if that's different, but I didn't see the ending coming. And I really love that song. What's Mm. the fish thing? I don't even know what the fish thing is. What is the fish thing? The so the Finland lover. Like you went fishing, you caught a fish, and then you caught yeah. another fish, and then he gave that ki- that fish a kiss, fish kiss, a kiss, and then he gave another, and then there was a, ki- and then he slipped his tongue in the fish with the kiss. <laughs> yes, I genuinely am so like. Have you just written this song right now? Those I, are like, not the lyrics, but essentially, you fall. The first one, you fall in love with a man in Italy, and it's beautiful, yeah. and then you go to his back to his apartment. You think you're in love. You open the cupboard and it's all these little wooden eyes staring at you and he's fucking creep with a bunch of puppets so you run away then you fall in love with the guy in finland and he you catch fish and he like adoringly is like oh kiss a fish but then you're like this is now getting creepy because he starts kissing them tonguing them so you jump out of the boat and you ran away which always gets a laugh on the recordings i mean i don't know but yeah i loved that and then you fall in love and it's beautiful and then you hit with your love got deported because of brexit i was like I, this is a brilliant song i genuinely cool. when you say it out loud i genuinely think song. you're pitching me a new song <laughs> that i've never heard <laughs> like imagine you should write the song rosie <laughs> and the actress who played the girl in the ring wrote this song <laughs> it wasn't <Yeah>. you <laughs> I crawled out of the television with a, with a music <laughs> manuscript. I kind of want to listen to it again and see how it's it great. Okay, I have one last. I have one last question for each of you. Okay, so for Nicola, um, who would be Nicola's current celebrity crush? Don't say like fucking Kermit the Frog or some shit like that. <laughs> Actually, my answer is Kermit the Frog. <laughs> okay, Nicola, what did you say your celebrity crush is? John Hamm. Oh. That's a good one, but I'm interested yeah. to see what yours is because I also have like, oh, it's like fucking... It's Kermit the Frog. You're going to drink like it. It's Kermit the Frog. Fucking Olaf or something. Don't write. <laughs> like show, show, us, show us your notebook. I put... Harry Potter in the first film. <laughs> Not the book, the first film. What? Don't be a film. He's 11. The child. Yeah, you're like, I want to specify the child <laughs> version of... Fuck, man. Child version of Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> no, I think, but Daniel Radcliffe, but with glasses on. He wears the glasses all the way through the film, and in one of them, he's of legal age. I was adding the first film for a good old-fashioned piece of fun. I think general general Daniel Radcliffe with glasses. I do like Daniel Radcliffe. And I was listening to a podcast with him yesterday where I was like, I think we could get married. And then he's a oh. girlfriend who I've been with for eight years. Mm, also, no. he's a short man. But yeah. short men are fine. They're Is that good? Do we want a short man or do we not want a short man? I mean, we don't really want to, but also it makes me look less short if he's short. Yeah. And he is short. Yeah. Okay, last question for Rosie. Mm-hmm. So if Rosie was going to go get a tattoo right now, what would she get? Something I have been thinking about a lot. Me too. Tell me have what you, you get and I'll just get it because I don't I have, have one. I have two and I love them. Uh, oh, I remember when you got those. Yeah, my little maple leaf. And then, uh, yeah. I want a tattoo. I just don't know what to get. And so- I like, didn't know until I knew and then I was like, get it on me right now. Yes. But for years I was like, I don't know what it is and I don't want to just get one for the sake of it and then be like, oh, gross. Yeah. There's definitely like power in holding out. And also I was like, I don't want any words because I definitely will look at them like 
within a week and be like, I'm so embarrassed for you. <laughs> <laughs> I also am so afraid that the words will be misspelled that I think I'll start staring at it and be like, that's not how you spell it, right? And yeah. it'll be right. But I just, yeah, I'll constantly be second guessing whether it's spelled correctly. Yeah. I really can't decide. I know we've got different answers because... Because like, I wrote for half an hour. Yeah. And yours was, I'm going to say, a word. But maybe, maybe Rosie just drew it really quickly. <laughs> Nicola described it. <laughs> that would have been so mean if I was like, draw the tattoo that Rosie would get. I, oh my God. And then if I got it, if you, if I got it right, you had to then get, get the tattoo. tattoo. <laughs> I'll yes. be up for that. If that's the thing, if I get it right, you have to get it. I will say that the end of my answer is, as a full sleeve. So. Full sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a giant uh, goose? No. <laughs> Rosie, what did you say would be the tattoo you'd get? Pig. <laughs> <laughs> Which I also realized I can't, I've come dressed as one as well today. I think I get a little piggy. Maybe, um, maybe above, um, maybe in the tramp stamp situation, get a pig. Why a pig? Oh, I love them. <laughs> They're good fun. I like the shape of them. They're cute. And I'll always like yeah. a pig. I think I'll always, till the day I die, I will <laughs> like the pig. I love that. Yeah. It's like a timeless, a, a timeless oh, tattoo Oh, pigs are so you. timeless and they're smart. They are smart. They love a truffle. So does Rosie. Mm. And they like a good roll in the mud. <laughs> <laughs> so does Rosie. So does Rosie. <laughs> yeah. They're sweet. They're really sweet. They take up, they take up a lot of room, but I think they're scared they're like a, they're a bit like oh I wish I wasn't taking up so much room but I can't control this oh I I think they're very sweet especially piglets and their curly little tails oh, oh. and they're smelly bastards I'll maybe get one just above <laughs> my asshole to just give the whole experience <laughs> Oh, pig. We were talking tonight about those people that there was a craze of people buying micro pigs, and then yes. within weeks it turning into like full box pot belly pigs, and people were like, "My house, they they my wife." Like, <laughs> just their kids like tearing around on the backs of pigs. <laughs> like, do some research. Come yeah, on, yeah. like, don't be surprised. And like, a pig is an animal you see from when you're a child, like, you know, the size of a pig, don't pretend yeah. like you don't know it's going to get bigger. <laughs> Dumbass. Come on. You think uh, it's going to stay. It's like if people get like a great Dane and then as it keeps growing, they're like, what? Yeah. Like, come on, you yeah. know, you know, your pig is getting bigger than your mug. I just like, thought come this on. one was going to be small. <laughs> yeah. The Dane has got too great. <laughs> I just asked for a Dane. Thank you, a Dane. Not but a I got great a great one. one. I want to <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nicola, did you say that she would get a sleeve of pigs? No, I wrote, our dog's head is a full sleeve or bit middle. <laughs> Just a stretched out dog? Or is it yeah. multiple dogs? Uh, just one. Now that I think about it, I would just want her one face stretched across yeah. her heart. Oh. Yeah. Or Bette Midler, like, I couldn't decide. I thought she oh. might have written Bette Midler, so I wrote that as an emergency. I would have both. Bette Midler on one arm, and then a Great Dane on the other, <laughs> and then your asshole would be a pig, and you would be just a walk. Love me! <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I would love it. I want to get a tattoo. Let's just get tattoos internationally. Yeah, that's what every what tattoo I've got, and the tattoo, tattoo is, I've got it with someone who I don't see every day or even every month or every year sometimes oh wait like they got it they got a matching tattoo well like uh 
one tattoo, there were three of us and we got uh, matching tattoos. It was uh, Karen Parker and Ashley Kobo. Uh, oh, so yeah. we've all got our lobsters. Uh, and then when I got my maple leaf, uh, I went with uh, Georgia Brown and she got a little puppy to you. Oh, I'm going to cry. Yeah, no, I'm not going to go pig out my asshole. <laughs> I'm going to go on my own. I want this between me and the pig. Set <laughs> middle in a piggy. Just bring bring a pig with you. Yeah. Put this on you. <laughs> if you get an idea for a tattoo, I'll get it. Yeah. Okay. You too, but not a pig. I I'll <laughs> I'll filter. I'll filter your ideas. What about and a teeny I, goose? A teeny goose. Tiny goose. What we could have is on my. You right always rib. sounded British then. You went a teeny goose. <laughs> I'll get one goose on my right rib facing yeah. outwards and you get one on your left rib facing outwards. And then they can kiss. No kissing. Well, why are you no. why are you bobbing your neck like this? Like they're it's not they're not gonna move, Rosie. It's gonna be stagnant goose. But you I mean you can imagine that you can imagine that right. Should we get the goose to look like um, the goose in your video, if I could change my body? Like it has boobs and hoofs for hands. Yeah. Is that too much? It's actually a swan. They're very different. The meat's oh, very different. Oh, it is different. a swan. Yeah. Oh, thank God. Because you know what? Call out culture. Like I would be attacked. <laughs> I would be. It just mm -hmm. happened. You saw like it here. It. <laughs> Let's get a little, how about you get a goose, I'll get a swan. And then we'll be like, look, we got matching. And we'll just let people be, feel awkward about it. Feel like, absolutely ashamed for us. <laughs> yeah. You guys got the wrong birds. <laughs> yeah. Who's them fucking goose chicks? <laughs> yeah. I got a flamingo. She got an ostrich. They're the same. And I'm like, what is wrong with you guys? <laughs> you have terrifying animals on your sides. <laughs> Should we get a goose on one side and a swan on the other? And a pig on the butthole still? And a pig on our buttholes? Well, I'll have the pig on the butthole and you clearly won't. Right. Yeah, yeah, so, clearly. So then I'll, I'll be say, the pig. a pig will never go here. Like, I'll write that above my butthole. <laughs> I'd rather no the pig, pigs. to be honest. <laughs> I think no I'd rather pigs. the pig. No <laughs> pigs! <laughs> and then underneath my bottle it'll just say in brackets like for context look at rosie dempsey's bottle <laughs> context check out my podcast liquid courage <laughs> i'm amanda ferreira and it has like the instagram handle like yeah. right underneath <laughs> oh my god that would be so great yeah oh. okay well if you think of one i'll get a matching one it just has yeah. to be it has to be good fine it has to be fine yeah I don't like, yeah. I mean, animals, like, I don't know how much I'm resonating with the animal. Idea. Yeah, I would say of all the animals, a goose and a pig are slightly aggressive forms of animal. It's not like a lovely, like a lovely uh, bird, like a swallow or, or a dainty little bandier, a bambi. I do really like, though, how you're saying, like, pigs, like, take up space. Yeah, I think they're like, they don't realize how big they're going to be. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh no, I didn't ask for this baby. When I was a kid and I would be like in the car with my mom on the highway and then I would see those trucks that had pigs in them. And one oh, day I asked yeah. my mom where they're going, those little holes. And she like had to tell me like they're going to be like murdered. <laughs> and <They're having laughs> she didn't say it like orgy. that. I'm sure. Yeah, they're real. They're going on vacation. But like I, she... <laughs> She was honest, but very yeah. caring in how she delivered it. Yeah. But she told me that after that, every time I saw one of those trucks, I would just start bawling in the car. Oh. Like, I was so sad. I oh. still am. I'm like, my God, guys, like, get, spray them with some water. Like, give them some treats. Like, what are you doing in there? Mm. Anyway.
anyway you vegetarian no (laughs) wait last time last time I spoke to you you were on uh doing different like cutting foods out of your diet oh because yeah so I was having a bunch of random seemingly unconnected uh medical issues like a bunch of stuff and I finally, when I went, they told me I was basically sensitive to a bunch of foods that I was eating like on a regular basis. So <laughs> my body was like inflamed all the time. So I, there are some of those that I still can't have. So I couldn't have beef. I still yes. can't have beef. Yeah. Yeah. But no, and people assume I'm like, if I say that people think I'm a vegetarian, I'm like, mm. no, I love, sometimes I wish I could have some beef, but then I think my heart feels like I should be a vegetarian, like for the animals. And I just mm. don't follow through, which is not admirable. Are either of you vegetarians or vegans? No. Yeah, but I don't generally eat that much meat. Really. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't. I could easily cut meat out of my life and not be affected. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, you still crave stuff like bacon and stuff, but I could I definitely like, be vegetarian. I like good non-meat alternatives now, like fake mm-hmm. meat alternatives, mm. I feel like. Yeah. I should just transition to, but never yeah but you just also don't know how sustainable that vegetarian part like nuts farming and stuff like that like anything where the demand gets really big really fast you're likely to fall in unsustainable stuff so I get nervous Mm -hmm. of being like I'll just drink almond milk not really knowing enough about whether the almond farmers are getting paid enough or is this Mm -hmm. good kinds of farming so Mm -hmm. at least if you buy good meat like from places that you trust there's some kind of sustainability going on, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everything's difficult. And that on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, that weirdly ties into my last question for you guys. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna use it. Um, okay, so in your song that I feel like I've referenced a million times, Little Flo and Joan, mm-hmm. you guys talk about advice that you're giving your younger selves. Uh, that is one of my favorite songs of yours. I legit cry whenever I cried on the TTC the other day listening to it. And, like I was fine. I'm in a, even when I'm in like a very fine mental state, it's just so lovely. And so many of them resonate with me of the things that you're telling your younger self. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious for each of you, what advice, what pieces of advice in that song do you currently resonate with the most right now? This is going to sound really sappy, but they tell people that you love them. Oh, because uh I in the UK I feel like people don't say that very often or they say it like love ya or like uh you know you don't uh, which could also be me being like you fucking don't stop like <laughs> stop being embarrassing but like until we lived in Toronto I didn't hear people say it like genuinely mm. and so they say I remember in I still feel bad to this day my in my first year of uni we'd gone on like a big night out at the beginning of uni and everyone was drunk <laughs> and we came home and my roommate who was still a friend of mine uh said I love you and I said thank you and walked away <gasps> because I was like no one says this what is this <laughs> and also at the time I was like I don't know you and I don't love you mm. not, as in like, not I don't like you but I was like I don't it was just a word that I didn't there were words that I don't say at that time didn't say to people mm-hmm. um so it felt like a really weird thing where I was like well I'm not going to say this back to you I don't believe it right now yeah and like also so often you see people like saying like love yeah i'm like no you don't um whereas like i met people in and it could also just be like a thing of being an adult where you're older and you're less embarrassed to say those things to people that you genuinely Mm. love or whatever but like i just hadn't 
said it or heard it in like a genuine sincere way where I'm like oh no I do want to tell that person that I love them but it also took me until I was like 26 27 to actually say it to someone I don't think I even Mm. said it to my mum at any point which is so like because you're just like well obviously I do so I don't Mm. need to say it but also it's so nice to say it to people and also for people to say it to you that if you mean it then I feel like Mm -hmm. that's a thing and also probably stop eating pepper armies but (laughs) (laughs) the love thing is definitely like the first one it was also the first lyric that I remembered (laughs) was like oh yeah that one (laughs) I actually can't remember most of the song but definitely that is now as an adult I'm like oh that one and also Mm. yeah say it to people that you genuinely mean it and you don't Mm -hmm. have to say it to people when you're like I don't but see you tomorrow or whatever I so respect that you were like thank you like that you that you honored what I love you means. And you were like, no, no, like that's a legit thing. So thank you, but I don't feel that back. And I'm not just going to like say it for shits and giggles. Like, no. I mean, it was also for sure coming from like the single most awkward place in the world where I Homer Simpson backed into a hedge and was like, thank you so much for your time. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Which is like me with everyone. But like, yeah, definitely at that moment, I was like, Mm. I don't. In the same way that now as an adult and people are like, we should hang out. I'm like, I don't want to. And so I don't. (laughs) (laughs) So if people say we should hang out and you don't want to, will you say like, yeah, well, what do you say back? I say, yeah, and then assume that it's never going to happen. And then when right. it does, I probably just go and then speak to them again. You just go into the bush again. Ooh, bar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rosie, what, what would you say is uh, advice that resonates now that you'd want to give your younger self? I think mine is the um, don't hang out with the cool kids. What's after that? Don't hang out with the cool kids. Find a corner, co- corner with the weirdos. Find a corner with the weirdos. Yeah, I really, I, w- I felt like I was a weirdo as a kid, but I wasn't weird enough. I mm. always like controlled my weirdness. You were definitely in a cool group at school. Yeah, I was, I think it was just something about school that I was just desperate to not get bullied and I was desperate to just not, not be liked. I like being liked. I've got better with not being like now. <laughs> well I do quite a lot of stuff now to make people really not like me <laughs> I'm actively make people not like me but um well it's, it's also a natural thing for humans just to want to be liked like everyone well not everyone but most people are like that but definitely at our, at our school it just always felt important to not be like a, a loser I think mm-hmm. but I wish I just just like grew into the weird the weird a little bit more I was always, like, I remember at primary school always being, like, doing silly dances and singing songs and, like, being doopy. But then you, when you get into your teenager, you do just, you just want to look like everyone else. Well, mm-hmm. I wanted to look like everyone else. I didn't want to look different. Um, and I played sports and that had, like, I really enjoyed sports, but that also had a crossover with at our school. If you, if you were good at sports, you were also cool. Mm. Like, I don't know why that was just a pattern that happened. So I like grew into those group. I was still always like the, the fun. I was the person making everyone laugh on the side, but still it was like so important to me to make sure I was in the cool groups. Mm-hmm. And I wish I just didn't need to do that. And I think I'd be way more easy to get along with if I didn't, <laughs> if, I, if I hadn't like restrained myself for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still have that weird part of me. Like, I don't think I ever lost that, but. Definitely, if I was more of a nerd, I think I'd be happier. Would have been happier, I think. Not sad, I had a great childhood. 
but mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> with all due with all due respect I had a great job <laughs> it just you know what I mean like it just brings yeah. like you're looking at magazines and thinking oh I've got to look like Lauren from the hills let's go then let's go to Billabong and buy some surf clothes <laughs> and look fine <laughs> fit in you know yeah you enjoy that as well because that's part of growing up and that's just your hormones being like be a nice girl and not dress like a crazy person but there's probably part of me that if I dress like a crazy person, I might have like maybe not followed the the crowd, crowd as much as I did. When I was growing up, I was so jealous of the kids who would hang out with, who, who would, who other people would say, oh, they're weirdos. I was so jealous mm-hmm. of them and their willingness to be themselves, even if other people didn't think it was cool. Cause I was the same. I was like, oh my God, just, I wanted everyone to think like, you're okay. And I wanted people to like me. And I wanted, I also wanted like my family to think uh, I'm good. Like, you don't need to worry about me. Look, I'm friends with the cool kids. I'm good. I'm good. Like, don't worry. Don't worry. Yeah. And then at school. Yeah. I think you just, because I beat myself up for the same thing of just Mm. like, God, why didn't I just be more myself when I was younger and like, who cares who liked you and who not, but it's so easy to say that retrospectively. And then it's harder to look at a 12 year old kid and be like, why do you give a shit what people think? Like yeah. you're 12. Of course they care. Of course. You know? yeah. It's like survival at that point. It is. Yeah, so you're totally. just, like, you're just trying to not through. to get bullied. That's yeah. literally the task of school. Isn't yeah. It? Just don't yeah. get thrown into a bin. And even the kids desperately trying not to get bullied are still getting bullied. Where getting like, bullied. None of us stand a fucking chance. No. So it's like, my God, even if I'm trying this hard to be the same as all of you, I'm still getting bullied. Oh, okay. Well, I can't risk being even more but yeah definitely you know I I uh I'm jealous of the people who grew into themselves a little earlier than I did you know yeah definitely that's just cool that they could just be themselves at like 13 yeah 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 I was thinking about this the other day of like how I feel like everyone does it where they're like when I have children I'm gonna tell them these things because I feel like my parents never told me these things which would have allowed which would have allowed me to like succeed or I would have avoided like looking like this or dressing like this or whatever mm-hmm. and then when you like and I remember I was talking to my mom about it and she was like I like for me I used to wear like really thick eyeliner massive trousers none of the clothes that I wore <laughs> were flattering fit me like um, my hair was long but um like uh, straightening irons weren't in so I looked like ugly Betty but it was really long and like where you're just you and then you look at pictures and you're like why didn't no one tell me I looked like this? And my mom was like, I told you. <laughs> you're like 13 or 14 and you just don't, right. you don't want to hear it. Yeah. Like you're never, yeah. you're never going to listen to that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. And so it must just get to a point where you're like, okay, like I'll like, I'll comfort you when like when shit goes wrong or like I'll help you with that kind of stuff. Or mm-hmm. like my mom let me get my eyebrows plucked when I was 16. Like, <laughs> those kind of things where yeah. you kind of like you wait for them to come to you mm-hmm. but yeah I feel like you can't you can't tell kids anything no. which I even saying that I'm like I'm 19 nice to meet you <laughs> like you can't tell the youth anything but like <laughs> you genuinely can't and I think like there's no there's no yeah. you can't help teenagers though. yeah there's also something really cool about allowing kids to make the choice be like I'm wearing dark eyeliner because I think it's cool and I and I love it and I love Mm -hmm. grunge music so this fits the vibe if you're like take that thing off then your child is told that what they've done like the choice that they've made is wrong that's only going to affect a child 
to be like, oh shit, I'm doing stuff wrong. But if you're like, if they've got awful eyeliner on, you're like, rock it, you made that choice. Go and live that life. And you're going to grow old and realize that you probably didn't look that great. <laughs> but at least like, it could be like, oh, I still love eyeliner, but I now know how to look in the mirror and do it properly because I've learned mm. not to be cack-handed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, as soon as you tell a kid what to do, I think, apart like in terms of like looks or like vulnerable things, Mm-hmm. then you might send like it was good that mum wasn't like take it off right now yeah and she was like you deal with that <laughs> go out and enjoy that yeah well and often too I feel like so if I was like yeah you know I wish that I just hung out with people that I that I um resonated with more versus like trying to assimilate with the cool kids yeah. I feel like if I told my kids that they would do that but there would be some other problem that popped up that they wish I told them about. And then they would tell their kid that, and their kid would probably end up with my problem. Like, it's just, we keep telling like generational, just tell from the other side of the coin. (laughs) And it's like, well, they're not growing up the same way I did. So my advice, they're coming from a different, um, like different context. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, be more confident. And then my kid will be a jerk. So then they'll have to tell their kid, hey, be considerate. And then they'll have to tell their kid, be more confident. You're like, well, yeah, this is just yeah. a flip-flop anyway. Yeah. So, Man, if you can just keep your child alive, then I respect a parent. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can't guarantee that's going to happen for me. <laughs> we like got asked by our school last year, the year before, to like do a speech to mm. the... Um, the like school. the school like to the like 16 17 18 year olds who were like collecting their exam certificates mm. um and the kids firstly were like I don't know or care who you are they didn't want to be there Perfect. and like you can t- like we're like at the time we were both under 30 uh consider ourselves young but they're like 16 and like who are these fucking old bitches like talking at us and yeah. we were trying to be like chill about it and like you don't have to go to university if you don't want to go to university. It costs a lot of money. It's not fair. Like we were trying to be like, I fucked this up and I corrected it this way. Or like, you don't have to do all these things. And they were all just sat like so miserable. Didn't want to be there. Their parents were also like, stop telling our children to not go to university when we've just spent like three years prepping them to go to university. All the teachers were angry that we were also like, exams don't matter if they're not for you, fuck college and go somewhere. Like it was, it was just, and it was for not for like nothing but like we thought we were being like telling the truth to the kids and like trying to be honest with us i stand by the advice but like telling a 16 to 18 year old anything they're like fuck you i don't know who you are are you on tiktok no goodbye yeah Yeah. you're like we're being new and edgy and modern and they're like you're old yeah like which means it's cool and they're like i've literally never heard of you but have you seen this video of a dog falling down the stairs (laughs) okay oh there's never been more truth said just there you're like well i just i just spent a year crafting this album and it's amazing and they're like oh did you see this baby fall on a couch and you're like i can't i'm done i'm done Oh my God. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I have kept you way past time. Uh, thank you so much, Rosie and it's Nicola, for doing so this fun. with me today. It's been so nice, like also just catching up with you. As soon as we started talking, I was like, oh, this episode's going to be longer because I also <laughs> just, oh, I just love you guys. And we have a whole free night. You're not keeping us from anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, do you remember at Christmas when at Nicola's birthday and you were like, I've got this, I kind of want to do this podcast where I like chat to people 
and you were like, I just don't know. And I was like, Amanda, go and do it, go and do it. And yeah. then, all the, when, then in 2020, you were like, this is the, I'm doing a podcast called Liquor Courage. And I was like, yes, Aww. you did it. So you're, nice. in, you're like, I'm so nervous to do it. I don't know if people listen, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, just fucking do it. Yeah. Not that I made you do it, <laughs> but me being like, yeah, do whatever you want. And then you actually doing it was lovely. But it does really, moments like that, like, yeah, like talking to you and you being like, yeah, just go do it. Those are moments where when I'm like, no, maybe not. And I planned to do it. And then everyone in a quarantine and I really was like, does this even matter? And I wasn't going to do it for a while. And it's moments like that, thinking back to talking to people who like, I respect them as people and I respect their opinion. And you should respect us, like, by the way. Well, yeah. I mean, I've lost respect now, but like in the beginning, <laughs> then, <laughs> at Christmas, I really respected you, but 2020 has shed a whole new light. <laughs> That's a general vibe for most people when I see yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually thinking of your song about 2016, how it was like such a nightmare. And I was like, guys, you didn't even know 2020 was coming. Like, oh. Every oh. year we get a, pe- a couple people floating from somewhere being like, you should write a 2017 song. You should write a 2018 song. You're oh. like, guys, it's not getting any better. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, but I like, I really appreciate you saying that. And it's, uh, it's because it's, it's very much because of moments like that, where I think back and I'm like, no, but they said do it. So like, I could just fucking do it. Like, let's just, it took a long time. I've been trying to make this happen for years. And most of trying to make it happen is like, just me being like, should I do it? Nah. Yeah. And then just sitting on it for months. So we're the same. Don't worry. We're the yeah. same. Oh, yeah. with everything. We've got like yeah. 10 things that we said we were going to do and still haven't done them. Like big uh, things as well. Like big projects, not just like, Oh, we should take the bins out. Things that were like, <laughs> we should actually write this thing. We still haven't done them <laughs> from fear, mostly from uh, fear. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But I do think like committing I'm finding like just committing to it, like just taking that first, this sounds so, I'm going to use your word wanky, but like taking that first step, uh, then I find, well, then you kind of can't be afraid anymore. Cause you just have to fucking do it. Cause you are, yeah. you, you already pitched the idea or you already booked your first guest or you already did this thing. So like, that's the hardest part. Yeah. And then once you lock yourself in, you're like, yeah, I'm fucking terrified. I'm going to piss yeah. my pants, but I don't have time. So pee my pants and keep going yeah <laughs> and also when you're like you you've do. done you've got the first guest and you've released the first episode you're like oh, I've told everyone about it now so I've, yeah I kind of just have to, you can't like do <sighs> one episode and be like thank you so much for your time blah, 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 blah. no no like I'm like nope I committed 30 episodes I released this okay it's gotta happen like I said it was weekly but doing that I think helps like yeah just doing that first step of like okay we want to do this show I'm just gonna pitch the show and then you're then basically fuck yourself over. Then you're screwed. You have to do it. And yeah. then that is so helpful. And also you must, are you surprised by how many people have said yes to you? Yeah. Like I haven't had anyone say no, which is surprising. Exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think what's even more surprising, honestly, is, uh, and part of this is because I, cr- I started releasing episodes all during COVID. So it's like been very insular, like in a bubble. Mm-hmm. It's surprising to me when anyone messages me and says, saying that they listen to it and I don't mean because I don't think it's a fabulous thing to listen to it's just it feels like I'm just creating it and sending it out like I know I'm not out in the world so yeah anyone saying oh I've been listening to every episode or I really like this it's like oh my god this exists outside of my computer I've been like listening to it on my daily COVID walks of like (gasps) 
I can get two walks in on an episode. I don't oh. like you, so I have to. <laughs> <laughs> Rosie was like, I knew Christmas. You talked to me about it at Christmas. I mm-hmm. lied to you. It, basically, I was just taking up time while you were there because yeah. everyone was friends and you're like, I just need a time filler. Yeah. <laughs> when we were inviting you to drinks, it was it was Nicola who was sending the message. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but no, Nicola, you were one of those people who reached out and were like, I've been listening to this. And it, yeah, it meant it meant so much. Like, it's so... You also like, you don't want to be a ham about it and be like, look like a suck up. But like, it was genuinely like, and also like every person that you list, every person I've listened to, there's like been something in it where I want to email them to be like, email, lol. I want to send them a fax and <laughs> <laughs> I want to send my fucking carrier swan over to them with a parcel in their mouth and a series of scrabble tiles to put together. <laughs> but like to be like, you said this thing and like, it's, yeah it's, it was just a call that you want to contact the people but you also like you don't want to then say that to someone where they're like I don't know I was just talking where you're like okay well have a nice time and it, like you know I mean? like you don't yeah. want to be over the top about it but also like it's fucking cool and it was just like a really is a really nice thing to listen to and also like twinged with I just like listening to anyone from Toronto do anything so you're like yeah. oh that's that person talking about this thing that I like is like Aww. a bonus anyway but I totally uh, encourage you to reach out to those people because, and I mean, this is just your, you know, your decision, but I, I think people will remember what they say a little bit more than you think. Mm-hmm. I think also like, yeah, I feel, and also I just think it's nice. I don't think it's a ham. You're a very, you're both of you are like very authentic people. You're not people who just like, listen, Nicola, you don't tell anyone that you love them unless you love them. So like, I don't think people are thinking you're sending them messages be, being fake or being hammy you know <laughs> but it's nice I was on like I, I was a guest on one podcast where someone messaged me after and said oh you said this thing and like I've never I've always felt weird about it and I felt alone and then you said you think that way too and it made me feel so nice Aww. and I was like oh my god like mm. it, it felt I actually think you'll make people feel really good in like a mm. nice but anyway if you don't do it you don't do it and that's fine and if you were a guest on this podcast and you haven't heard from Nicola then you're not interested <laughs> it's, a personal, it's a personal attack and I actually find your episode really boring <laughs> I don't love any of you she yeah. skipped all the way through all of that I'll tell everyone that's listening to it up to this point I've said I love you to one person and you can guess who it is <laughs> it will be in your Instagram DMs uh, yeah the answer is on our Patreon <laughs> I really want to make this Patreon for you. No, I just... I mean, I don't want to make it for you, but I wanted to survive. Yeah, don't offer. Should we just get a tattoo of, like, I have a Patreon? (laughs) Yes. Okay. Her eyes are saying no. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Sure. Think twice. SOS. Oh, my God. Okay, well, I love you guys. I could talk to you forever. I love you so much. Oh, my God. I just realized I'm saying I love you. Oh, man, I really love you. Planned. I just I realized like we mean it. We made it. But I do mean it. I we do love, love both of you and I adore both of you and cherish you guys. And um I'm so excited to listen to new songs. And if you ever record boys, I wanna buy it. Cause I, I love, love my boys, my boys, I love my boys, I love my boys, 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 my sweet little boys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Liquid Courage podcast. 
If you liked what you heard, please help me out by leaving a rating or a comment on your Apple Podcast app or on YouTube or wherever you might be listening from. And if you're like me and you have an awful memory or you just don't want to have to remember when the next episode comes out, hit that subscribe button and the newest episode will automatically download for you. Just like magic. I love it. (laughs) You can also follow the podcast on Instagram at Liquid Courage Podcast and on Twitter at Liquid C Podcast. And if you're still listening, I want to remind you that a pandemic is still taking place. And I don't say that to be a buzzkill or to scare you, but to ask you to please, please continue or start wearing your mask when you're out of your house and around other people. We should be treating people how we want to be treated. And if you want to be safe and healthy, respect the health and safety of the people around you. Please. Thanks again for listening. It means the world to me. Stay safe and take care. Thank you.